0: I took a game jersey and I I sold it. I I put it on for $4,000 and it sold instantly. I've led the NFL in touchdowns for the past two years. No one scored more than me.
1: Austin Eckler is a football running back for the Los Angeles Chargers, and in the last two years, he has the record for the most touchdowns in the season. He's also known pound for pound as being the
2: strongest person in the NFL. And on top of his incredible NFL accolades, Austin has an amazing story about what unrelenting perseverance and dedication can do.
1: This is really a story of someone who should not have made it according to pretty much all statistics, but has overcome every single obstacle along his way.
2: What is up, guys? I'm out here streaming in my yard. I just wanted to ask if you guys could please tap the like and subscribe button, please. Seriously, guys, it would mean a ton. No, Jack, you're streaming in your yard. That's not our sponsor, our sponsor
1: is StreamYard. StreamYard is a live streaming software that allows you to create high quality content with just the click of a button. All you need is a camera and an internet connection to begin streaming content right from your browser.
2: You can also stream to multiple different social media platforms like Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn and more, basically expanding your growth organically for free. StreamYard also offers various analytics tools to help measure the success of each one of your live streams. After all, knowing which
1: social media sites drive the most traffic could be extremely useful Useful. StreamYard is the best way to begin creating content without spending any money, and you could also try it out completely for free. Check out
2: StreamYard today by using our link down below in the description. And also, if you guys enjoyed the skit at the beginning, please comment what you want to see in the next StreamYard integration. Thank you so much, StreamYard. Let's get back to the episode.
0: Welcome back to the Ice Coffee Hour. I am Austin Eckler, and uh, I'm today's guest, and I cannot wait to dive into it, man. Welcome. Thanks thank for so coming man. on, man. Really it means good. a lot. Yes, thank. That was the third time we had to take that by. The <laughs> Very <way>. good. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well <laughs> done we man
3: thank you so
1: much for coming on I, yeah. I gotta say i've been watching a few of your plays lately i'm not a huge like sports person yeah but i started watching like how versatile you are on the field it is so it. impressive i appreciate it man and the nickname it. pound for pound oh yeah,
0: yeah, yeah is, that's uh, that's an old one but yeah where did that come yeah. from um so basically my rookie year um i was coming into the chargers no one really knew anything about my background and i was just this I'm still like one of the smallest guys on the team. Uh, I was just this little guy, little running back, you know, let's see if this guy can make the team, right? Mm -hmm. I was sixth string, no expectations. And then they started seeing kind of just my work ethic and kind of started seeing me in the weight room. And they're like, okay, maybe there is something to this guy that, you know, sets him apart. Um, And so one of those was my strength, right? And it was just me. I just have fell in love with being in the weight room. Um, And it's kind of just shown over the years where now I just kind of have like – anomaly of, of strength we're like doing one-arm pull-ups and stuff like that like squatting a bunch of weight and so mm-hmm. I, uh, my strength coach gave me the, the nickname pound for pound after that and so i haven't approved of the name but it <laughs> stuck so much and I'm, every time name. i hear it it's no it's not I what does it no? what does it mean it. pound for pound just like pound for pound strongest he's like you're probably the pound for pound strongest guy on the team meaning the ratio to my body and how much i'm actually mm-hmm. able to lift mm-hmm. is probably greater than anyone in the league is what he was saying Basically I I, I lift with the big guys But I run with the small guys huh. You know So That's kind of how it goes for they me They call me inch by inch <laughs> 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 Someone had to say no, it right? no. Man, uh, that, was oh, that was good. That was really good. I'm not sure. It was, I'm not sure what the definition on that one. Uh, we'll, leave, we'll leave it. Again. Yeah, we'll leave it up
2: to interpretation, guys. H H. That's better that way. Better
0: that way. Yes. Okay. But, uh, so wait, wait. So,
1: how tall are you, just for reference?
0: Five eight and 5'8 is what okay. I is what I registered at. Got it. You know, I am. Probably the shortest. Nah, no, not the shortest. But as far as like weight wise, probably the smallest. One of the smallest. Yeah. It's, backs. it's incredible because
1: in person, I mean, you definitely have like a lot of stature right. when you walk in. Right. But then you see you on the field. Yeah. Like, All these dudes are like six foot four, yeah. six foot five. Right. And you see the difference there. Right. But don't you feel like that gives you like this advantage where you could like be nimble uh, and like get in some ways them, it's harder to. Yeah.
0: In some ways, um, for the most part, it, it just hurts even more when I get hit because the people that are hitting me are also that big as well. Yeah. Um, which is, I mean, it. I'm compact, right? I can take it. It's my job not to get hit, so I try to avoid those scenarios. Yeah. Uh, but it's fun. No, it, I have a great time. Um, I, I'm. This is my position. My position, you're able to be this size and continue to have success, right? Mm-hmm. It's like you have guys, like the opposite end of me is like Derek Henry, who's 6'3", 255, and he plays the same position that I do at, mm-hmm. you know, 5'8", you know, 195. Um, and so it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool to see the different types of bodies, right? And we make it work. That's what it comes down. For me, It's it's been, let's be consistent, right? And we can talk about the journey of how I've been consistent yeah. and built on my role. Um, but be consistent and be efficient, right? And you do that, they're going to continue to build on your role. And that's what I've been able to do for the past six years. Yeah,
2: I got to ask, I, I feel like I... It's, I've been thinking about it. I've been watching a lot of basketball lately. Yeah, People exaggerate their size in basketball. Yeah, You know, sure. they put their one. they they're actually like 6'8". <laughs> you know, like, Chris Paul, we know you're 5'9", man. <laughs> don't avoid it. Is that common in football? Like, do you see that a lot?
0: As far as what? like Exaggerating, exaggerating size? your size. I mean, size, look, like... the team has me on the roster like 5'10", which I'm not 5'10". Oh, they have
2: you in the roster yeah, at 5'10"? They, they, yeah, they.
0: What? so the team's all exaggerating me. Yeah, he's 5'10", I'm Why like 200 that? pounds. Is that just to be
2: more intimidating? I don't,
0: I don't I don't know. You know
1: what? Maybe with the shoes. Like if you wear the. the
0: if I the wore platform shoes, shoes, shoes yeah. yes. I would be... <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Look, like, I make it yeah. work so it doesn't really matter. Or maybe matter. with the helmet. The helmet yes. and the shoes will The helmet. A yeah. yeah. Bit. I'm probably that's six interesting. foot then. <laughs> <laughs> then everyone else is. You, you should know. put that there. I yeah, should yeah. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> you know, Grant, the tail. last yeah. time we were around each other, you were about to go fight somebody.
3: Oh, that's
1: right. Michael Reed. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You were stepping into something. Yeah. Terrified of that. Yeah. How did it go?
1: Good and bad. I'm glad I Good did Good and bad, it's, okay. Did not win. Okay. Way different than expected. Like, yeah. I was watching all the guys go up before me, mm-hmm. and I was thinking, well, they're all putting their hands down, and it's like, as long as I just remember, keep my right, hands up, right. I don't get hit. It's easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then as soon as you get up there, everything goes out the window. Right. It's so much different than you would expect. Your adrenaline
0: kicks in, you kind of lose. Right. Yeah.
1: I mean, you get hit all the time. What's what's yeah. that? Like, how do you how do you get used to it's, that? It's
0: pretty brutal. Um, you don't really get used to it. <laughs> That's the thing. Like If you look at our injury rate, it's 100%. If you make if you make the fifty three and you're on for the entire year, there's a hundred percent chance you're going to be in the training room for some reason. Mm. And it's that probably actually over because you go multiple times um, and have some type of report? And so with us, like that's one of the biggest things in the NFL is stay healthy, right? Who can stay the healthiest, right? Is probably going to have the best chance at the end. Um, just cause there's such a big drop off as far as top talent to the, to the backups, right. You lose that consistency. And so like for me during the year, like I'm always, I feel like playing hurt. It's just, are you able to go through it? Right. Is, can you put enough? Can you tape it up? Do you need to sit a few days off? Cause mm-hmm. you sprain your ankle, it's going to take weeks to heal, but guess what? You got a game in five days. So, I mean, it don't matter. You got to play, you know, as long as you can move and you can t- continue to go, that's kind of what the, nice. what the standard is. And so really you just kind of Try to maintenance everything. It's just maintenance, right? Prehab, right? You can try to just get your body to this as compact thing as it can possibly be. So that when you actually get out there, you know, you can sustain hits, especially in my position where we get right. the hit, hit the most.
1: Now, what about head injuries?
0: Yeah. So, I mean, those have been big, especially this last year, because we had some major ones, especially the quarterbacks with the concussions and stuff yeah. like that. And so, um, you know, the NFLPA um, has been doing a good job, making sure that we have the, the correct rules. It's going to happen, mm-hmm. right? But it's, it's more so... How can we prevent it with rules as far as the game? Right. We're trying that. And then also, how can we make sure that we are taking the proper steps to not let people come back too early? And so we have all these protocols that we put in um, through the PA and they're evolving just as we continue to go. Um, and so, yeah, because we don't know. Right. It's, it's going to be a long term thing, but we're trying to mitigate as much as we can right now. You know, and that actually hmm. reminds me. Have you guys ever seen that slap like fighting yeah, thing? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my just, God, that's the cause you thought about head injuries. I'm like, these guys are straight up. They're slicking, yeah, like straight concussion yeah. every hit. It's and, bad technique on some oh, of them,
1: but just like hitting the guy like right. It's not yeah, sometimes a you feel like it's they like, hit him with their. Like, their yeah, their yeah, just straight up, yeah. just like yeah. Vocal. I've like, seen some of the ones where they hit the guy. The guy just like is like just stiff. Yeah, falls back. And it's confused, like where am I? What just happened? Like um, these, how is that
0: I don't know how this is a thing. I feel like it should not be a thing. Yeah. You know, I feel like it was one of those things like maybe someone was doing it back in their backyard with their buddies <laughs> and like right. some and it went too far and it's like how is yeah, yeah, sorry. So I don't know.
2: Is that something weird. you worry about often though? Like does it ever keep you up at night or is it kind of just product? Yeah, or is it just a byproduct of the the work that you're in? <sighs>
0: You know, it's like a it's like a risk reward thing, you know, it's like, man, you're, you're putting yourself through this. But the platform of playing, you know, with the NFL and being in this environment is like, is it worth it? Uh, and so it's hard to tell right now because we're young and we're not older yet. But it's like as far as right now, the value that I get from this and the trajectory of what has put my life where it was from to where it is now, I would say, yes, um, it's worth it going through and going out there and, and putting yourself in harm's way. Um, so to speak. And it's it's been something I've done ever since I can remember. I've always mm-hmm. played football, right? And I've played other sports, but now football for the past, you know, like ten years. Um and so I don't know. Um you, you hope it never happens to you. I know it definitely can. I know I do get I get hit in the head every game, right? Like every game my neck is sore, right? It, I don't always have a headache, but sometimes I do. But my Every neck, game,
2: your neck is sore. Oh, every
0: game, right? Cause well, we have an eight-pound helmet that we have on mm. for three hours, right? And we're getting hit around, right? right? And so, um, yeah, it's it's brutal. It's brutal.
2: Let's talk about where this work ethic came from that you mentioned yeah. earlier. Mm. You have a really interesting story from when you were a kid to, to right. how you got to where you are now. Can you right. walk us through that?
0: Yeah, man. Um, so I'm from Colorado, um, and my mom, she was, <clears throat> she was a teacher. Um, she had married my stepbrother or my half brother's um, dad. So he was my stepdad and this guy was the hardest working guy I've ever met in my life. And, I despised him because he made me work and do all the stuff that he didn't want to do around the house, like take care of all of his animals. And then he had this fencing company during the, during the um, summer that we'd go help build barbed wire fence and we didn't have all the best equipment. So it's straight manual, like manual labor type stuff and like huge jobs. Like he had a, you know, really good reputation in in the fencing business, like 25 mile long jobs along the highways, along the railroads. So he was getting
3: big
1: jobs, big jobs, jobs. jobs. big, yeah. Big railroad
0: government jobs, federal jobs. And so we'd have like a crew of five of us that, you know, would go build these during the summer. I'd only be there for like two months, but yeah. during those two months, it was just a hell. And that was kind of just like the atmosphere in my home, right? In my in my home when I was yeah. growing up, it was just really intense. As far as when we work, like we get we get it done and we get it done efficiently and fast. Like we, we go, like you're running to the next thing. Um, and so growing up in that environment, right, really put me in a place where like things just became easy when I went to like school, when I came, like when I went to like sports, like is because what, Other people thought was hard. I was like, "This is not hard," you know. Like at the time, I wasn't thinking like that, but it was just like, "This is easy." Like I can do the schoolwork. I can go push myself on a on a basketball court. Like that's nothing, Um, because I I grinded through manual manual labor. How old were you when you were doing that? Were you getting paid doing that? No, I didn't get paid. Really? There's no pay in this. So
1: how old were you doing that? Um, I I think
0: they got married when we were. I was four years old when they got married, and so I was around it. And as I started to get older, I started to have more of a a role in the actual. And how did you
2: keep motivation to go do that?
0: Uh, I just wanted to get out of there. <laughs> so you just
2: finished it up as fast as possible. Just, I
0: left the day I graduated. I was like, I got to get out of here. So I literally w- went through my hat in the air, and my truck was packed to go up to Colorado, Western Colorado, to go play college football. Had a job and everything set up for me. So I was, I was trying to get out of there as quick as I could. Um, and just being in that environment, right. My, it changed my mind where it's like, it became really just like hearty. Like my head is like really just yeah. in the rain to continue to work and build. Cause that's all I've ever been doing. And so I was like, I want to build myself out of here. And I thought I was going to be with my education. And it was never thought about the NFL. Mm-hmm. I was going to a small division two school. Um, and so it was like, okay, let me go get my education in business. Let me go start something of my own or attach myself to someone else. And I was going to start getting into real estate and I was going to start house hacking actually. Nice. Um, that was my plan, you know, and then I, I was able to play football well enough where that became an opportunity for me but that's where my mindset comes from is just being in an environment where it was just it wasn't hostile but it was there was tension it was always yeah. like pressure it was always pushing on you you know how
1: do you get you to, to go do that work like was it there was hey, no other you choice here for free you got to go and do there was no other choice
0: it was, it, was, it was from growing up from when yeah. i was small especially when i was really independent it was either that or get your beat right and so it was like an environment where it's like you get shit done. Oh, wow. <laughs> you just get it done. Yeah. You know, um, cause you don't want that. Right. Are you grateful
2: for that type of childhood or do you sometimes wish that you had a little bit more
0: leniency and freedoms as a kid? Um, am I grateful? Wow. Um, it's maybe who for I that am That specific part of your, childhood. yeah. Yeah. I would say I have twisted it to get the positive out of it. Like I think it has made me who I am today, which I'm very grateful for. As far as me being able to really stay focused and build myself up, is there a different way? Probably, Uh, but I think the tough love aspect got me really ready for for really the world, right? And just being being able to, like I said, commit myself and understand that not everyone has your best interests in mind. And guess what? Like things aren't always going to work out for you, and there's not always going to be a why. But you might have to do something, but you might not get the reward that you're actually expecting. Like I was just working just to work. I didn't get anything for it. Sure, I had the home right. The home life that was great, but it wasn't like I was getting paid or any of these benefits or anything like that So I would say yes, I am appreciative of the tough love how it was done you know, probably not the best way, but I did love it like the tough love yeah.
2: And why do you think you were able to find a silver lining in that and find the positives in that? What makes you different yeah. from someone else who's experienced a similar, similar like maybe like turbulent type of thing growing up or a forced work or something like that uh, And then turned out negative.
0: Yeah, so I was able to attach that mindset I didn't know at the time until I started talking about it more I was really able what I was able to do was attach that type of mindset and I was put it into something that was Right beneficial towards me and had some type of structure Right. So that was at the time it was sports and and school. My mom was a school teacher. She was hard on me in school, making sure I did well. So I was taking my mindset of just right, undeniable, right. Determination to get something done fast, efficient. And I put it towards football or, or not football, but my sports and my education. Right. And so that's, I was putting that that same energy right. into those, and it's continued to build me up, right, and so I had the saying where it's like, don't shoot for the stars, but build up your floor, right, because if you build up your floor, and you fall down, you're still, you're still up here, you still have all these core values, your education, your network, um, right, and your experiences, all these different things that you can, that don't take money to, they just took effort to do, and so I was putting all that effort into this, and I started to build myself up, and so now I started to have value to people, that's where I got my college, right, my opportunity to go play at college, mm-hmm. um, and so I, that stayed with me. It's basically became who I am. And so I have all these opportunities that are not all these, but I have opportunities that continue to present themselves and I'll, I'll take it and I'll just immerse myself into it. Right. And not just do it, but learn about it, learn the people in it. Right. Make sure I'm an expert at it. Right. Really try to encompass and bring on everything that in an that opportunity and try to take advantage of it and be consistent at that. Right. And I do that. And guess what comes from that? hey you're good at this hey try this or here's here's more right and so that's how i've been able to continue to build up to this point now where you know i use the nfl which is a huge platform and then you know the, all of the status and all of the you know the the money all of the right the experts that you know the people that you can get connected to it's just blossomed you know into what it is today so
1: how did you get scouted in college what was that process like yeah. when did you start playing football by the way i
0: don't know seven or eight like you just whenever I could play flag football is when I started um but as far as scouting so this was interesting for me because my senior year well even my junior I had a decent junior year but my senior year I had 43 touchdowns which is a ton and ran for like 2,300 yards so and I averaged like a first down and carry Mm -hmm. which so basically I was at a small school so what do you have to do at a small school to get recognized well you better absolutely dominate and so I that's exactly what I did and uh, I think it was just the nature of where I was. It was literally Eaton, Colorado. It's a one-stop light town, right? That one of those towns that you're on the highway driving, you're like, hey, who would live here? <laughs> yeah. You know, that's where Austin Eckler is from, you know, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So um as far as the nature of that, I think kind of limited my exposure and the kind of the credibility of my school and able to put out like division one athletes. So I had no division ones talk to me. Um actually, I actually had a division one talk to my friend who's the long snapper for the Cowboys right now. Um, we graduated together. Um but they would never talk to me, and so I was like, okay. Well, I had a couple of Division twos come talk to me, and they would offer me. There was a couple that offered me to come out. And I was like a corner, come in and play as an athlete, and kind of see where I fit in because I was five, eight, 186 pounds at the time. Right. Not the fastest guy. Uh, I was really strong, but they, what they couldn't measure was, was my heart and my intensity mm-hmm. that I brought. Right. The things that the immeasurables, right. Yep. The things that continue to make me successful today. So they're just looking at me on paper and being like, ah, we don't like this guy. Right. And so finally Western Colorado university comes to me and it's like, Hey, we got, they just won two games. They were terrible. We were still terrible when I was there too, but they had won two games. They were like, hey, we got a spot. We have we want you to play running back, and I was yeah. like, sign me up. I can get my business degree here. Cool. I'm gonna play football here. Yeah, so that's how the, my recruiting process went. And then, what
1: about during uh, college? Yeah, like how often were you playing? What was that schedule like? How did you balance it too, between like yeah, so school like school
0: work and like I said, I um I left the day graduated because I was like, this is gonna be my way out. I'm yeah. gonna go get on my own, and so um went up, started working out with the team. Immediately realized that I was stronger than a lot of these guys already Um, that was just part of i was working out i just fell in love with working out because it was a way for me to get away and kind of get my mind off of things um and so once i got to college it was pretty evident like oh like i'm already stronger than a lot of these guys have been here three four years um, and so I was like, okay, maybe I can fit in. That was kind of like my realization. Like, am I going to be able to do this? I don't know from a small school. And for me, I was there really to get my education. Like, cause I knew people in the field that I wanted to go to. So they had been, they had been getting into the field, getting jobs. It was kind of like a streamline for, um, uh, business and energy management. And so was really focusing everything on on school, but in Division two you don't get full rides, so I didn't have a full ride. So how right. was I supposed to increase my scholarship? Well, you had to get the accolades, you had to get right all conference, you had get all American, and so I'm just focusing on playing football as well as I can and going to school, all right, and getting my education. And then up at Western, it's in the Colorado, it's in the mountains, so the girl to guy ratio it was two guys for every girl, and so that kept me really focused too as far <laughs> as the the outside college party yeah, life, because exactly. I'm going to a party and it's like. There's a lot of dudes here, you know? So I was like, okay, this ain't for me. I'm going to go work out, <laughs> you know? Okay. Um, so I was able to stay focused there, um, whether I wanted to or not. And yeah. it was kind of like, okay. I uh, did a lot of fishing with my buddies yeah. out there. There's um, no
1: aspect that you wanted to compete with, like, all the other guys here. Be like, yeah, two, two nah, to one. And like, all right, I'm going to get in there. I'm a the football player. <sighs> ah, I got this. Yeah,
0: I, look, no disrespect to ladies yeah. up there, but it was, just, it was just not where I was. <laughs> not your cup of tea. tea. Right, right, right. at the time. Sure. Right, right, right. Um, but anyway... Um, so I'm going through college, right, and I'm just focusing on, on these. T- these are the main two things I'm doing, right? It's it's football and education, right? And I don't I don't know why, but I, I think well I do know why, because my my same energy I just it just follows me, it just follows me, and I just put it into the things that I care about. I started as a true freshman, right? Was like freshman offensive player of the year. Right. And then continued to increase my scholarship, continue. I got accepted into the program that I went to. You had to go through this like acceptance thing. Um, and so was just moving in the right path because I was putting the effort in where it was supposed to be. And it was it was really structured for me. So it was streamlined. So I, I was able to kind of have a line as far as where I wanted to continue to follow and push. And I think that's important because when I got to the NFL, that line was gone. Uh, but we can talk about that when we get to there.
2: So you're playing college football and how was your work ethic relative to the average other athlete on the team? I'm was, way more committed. Just way more. All oh, night and Was day. It, was it close? When I
0: got there, there was three seniors on the team. And I remember, I'm not like a huge vocal guy. Uh, I wasn't at the time anyway. And um, I remember getting there. There's three seniors, which means that we don't recruit three seniors, right? It means only three are left out of the entire you know 50 that you recruited um and so the commitment was terrible the leadership was terrible and i remember our first away game um i didn't really know everybody yet i was i was just kind of starting to get my footing um and i remember everyone just kind of messing around everyone's on their phones no one's really listening to meetings everyone's kind of treating like a vacation and i remember as a freshman like like coach asked at the end of like, hey, does anyone have something to say? And I remember I had to say something like, I, like I said, I wasn't a very big vocal guy, but I was like, coach, I got something. And I remember, I don't even remember what I said. I was just so yeah. nervous. I had like tears in my eyes because I was, I cared so much, but I wanted to say something, but I didn't know what to say. Yeah. And I was just talking about how like, this is in a vacation. We're here on a, on a work trip. Um, and ever since that moment, they made me a captain. Right. Since like, that moment, yeah, the moment. first away. Yeah. game. So yeah, after the first away game, yeah, I became one of the team captains. It's just like
1: a braveheart moment where you
0: gave like, a speech <laughs> and you no, guys, like win? no, this was not like a <laughs> no? everyone stands up. Yeah. This <laughs> was like me nervous, like I don't know what I'm saying. It probably came yeah. out terrible, but okay. they probably got the message, you know. Sure. But you uh, felt so strongly to say, like I had guys, to. Like, I had to say something up. because no. I cared so much. Because for me, this is a way for me to. Get to the next thing, right? This is a way for me, right? And I need the team. The team. There's there's more. There's a lot of us in, involved in this. It's not just me that can go out there and do it, right? It, we need all of us to be locked in because the success relies within all of us. So when I see that everyone's messing around, I'm like, no. And I came from an organization we didn't lose games. We lost one game a year, you know, in, in my football, right? And so you know, using the playoffs, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but uh, so I'm coming in that where a game uh, a program we won two games last year, and I'm like, what are y'all doing? And so my senior year we graduated with 25 seniors right and so it shows you just like wow our group bought in like we right. bought into something bigger um and and committed to it and so even the guys up there now like like when i go back to college guys i'm like even just younger guys in general i'm like look even if you're not gonna go play in the pros, you you should still commit yourself to this because this is practice of, men- you gotta practice mental toughness and this is a way for you to do it, right? This is a way for you to practice staying on on task, right? Working as a team, building something and then you can transfer those skills to something else, whatever's next in your life and so that's how I saw it. I didn't know I was gonna go to the NFL, I wasn't even thinking about that at all but I knew I could transfer that.
1: <laughs> what was your training like at that point? Like how many days would you train? What so, was that looking like? And then diet too. So it was funny about.
0: actually, um, so I had a, there was like three of us in my group that I worked out with, we'd work out with the team but then we actually got in trouble because we i we would go work out in the rec weight room by ourselves and we do we just do extra because we're like ah we can do a little bit more and that was just kind of we probably didn't need to do more but we did and that's because that's who we were and was me ty and travis haney i remember us my guys um helped me just continue to grind through college and um so i mean we work out four days a week Mm -hmm. um And usually in the morning and then you go through school and all that stuff you have practice in the afternoon and then uh, meetings in the evening and then after the evening meetings right we go go back to the gym after dinner um, and then do homework and stuff like that after and so that was pretty much the weekly grind so
1: you're getting in like three workouts in a day we're working out a lot yeah, Training gym. Yeah. Yeah. Was so, that overtraining. Uh, so was that just like, we
0: were smart about it. Yeah. Like if our legs were done, like yeah. we'll go get some arms, we'll get some chest. Like, okay. so we were smart about it. Um, but yeah, we were definitely training a lot and got really strong. And <laughs> what, what about diet back
1: then? Did it Di- matter? Because it's like, I feel like you're working out so much. Like you could eat whatever you want. So, like the,
0: yeah. Yeah. You could eat whatever you want. Phelps diet. And I mean, be fine. We didn't have. I didn't have like a table for like the athletes like you see on these bigger campuses. Yeah. There's one table for the entire campus, and it was eh, it was eh. And then I mean, we're in college, we don't have money, so I, I remember eating macaroni and <laughs> I put tuna in the macaroni, and that was like no. my my go to lunch. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know those macaroni? little <laughs> those little macaroni cups? So you put water in there. Yeah, and I put, yeah, like, yeah. I put like a cup of tuna in we're there. We're talking about like, like the,
1: the cheddar cheese ones. Yeah,
0: yeah, oh, yeah. Man, <laughs> that honestly doesn't have bad. So that was like my go to. That was like. I think it, did, it didn't maybe smell great. It didn't smell like right. chicken. Oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs>
2: that probably rancid. Like missing mayonnaise in there. Oh
0: jeez. Like... Yeah, so that was all the go-to. Right. I told Wyatt all my little brother, yeah. he plays at Wyoming right now. I was like, "Hey man, your boy, your big brother is eating macaroni and tuna. Look where he's Look what I'm doing, you know." Um but, yeah, I mean, in college, you just make it yeah. work.
1: Were you bigger back then, like, size-wise? No. No. No,
0: I'm definitely wow. bigger now. Um,
1: I would imagine, like, you would get just, like, huge just eating, like, macaroni, <laughs> tuna.
2: It wasn't, like,
0: like, an everyday like, thing. That was right. the go-to <laughs> lunch, though. And it was, like, they're small. It was, like, one little packet okay, is, right, is sure. tiny compared to how many calories yeah, you're yeah. burning. And, okay. you, I mean, your workouts, you have a running workout, right? You have weights, and then you have practice, you know? And then if you do the extra stuff at us, you know, like, you're, you're burning a lot of calories, you know? So, wow. Yeah.
1: And then how did that transition from that to being in the NFL? Yeah.
0: Um, and then shoot, you know, it's it's kind of just kind of continued to go down the progression. Like, yeah. right. Ha- become a captain start having success, you know, early on. Do well all four all four years. And it kind of goes back to the same thing I said about my my high school. where It's like you're in a small school. So what do you got to do? We got to dominate. And I, I dominated every single year. Um, had all the accolades, all of that, and so I had scouts for the first time come up to watch my practice my senior year. And these are like aliens. I'm like, who? Like, we've never seen scouts on our campus, right? Like, I'm the only guy from our school that's made it to the NFL mm. ever. So like, yeah. this is this organization actually exists. You think they, they came for you? Yeah, they came to watch me practice. Wow. it was crazy. So someone was. Was talking so, yeah, well, here's the thing. Like, the yeah. thing is, the NFL, they put yeah. a ton of money and ton of effort into finding these types of people, right? Uh-huh. And going out and vetting, making sure everyone, every rock is turned, right? And so people are coming up, talking to me. People are asking my coach, like, what's wrong with them?" You know, like, why is he here? Like, he's he's got good numbers, but like, is he is he not bad grades, right? Like, is he legal trouble? Like, why is he Division Two if he's doing this? Because they're like trying to figure out why he ended up there. Mm-hmm. Like, no man, like he was just overlooked, and he's been here and he stuck it out with this, didn't transfer or anything like that, and so sure enough, that, that was what it came to be. And then, you know, uh, I finished my senior year and I dropped out the last semester. We played in the fall. I dropped out the last semester because uh, I made a realization where it was like, I have an opportunity that could put my life on a new trajectory, right? Like I can change the course of my entire lifestyle with this opportunity that I didn't know I could have. Mm-hmm. And I was building towards that, but I didn't realize I was building towards that. And so I wanted to make sure that there was every ounce of me that went into the taking advantage of this opportunity. And so I went and trained at, um, this place. Cause you have to do the, like these things called pro days yeah. and at the pro day, you get like evaluated and stuff. And so I needed to make sure that my numbers, as far as my attributes, right. were able to be comparable, you know? Um, and so went and dropped out, committed everything I possibly could to that. And it's probably the best decision I've made as far as committing to myself at any point. And so Ended up obviously getting an opportunity with the Chargers, Um, and so for me coming into the Chargers, I was I was sixth string, right? There was there was really no expectation for me. I wore number three. Running backs aren't allowed to wear number three at that time anyway. I found out my head coach didn't even know my name until I made the team, and so we were together for like I don't know six weeks. No, I mean uh, like four months. Yeah, so whatever that is, twelve weeks, um, sixteen weeks, and so yeah, that was just there was no expectation for me. Right. There's zero. But it comes back to the way I said before, the things you can't measure. Right. It, it was I had so much heart. I had so much effort and passion that I put into it. And I remember one time like I was trying so hard. like I was I was going I called it full try hard um, all the time. And so like when it came to the studies, like I was putting in so much extra work. I was the only rookie running back that they had at the time. So I didn't really have anyone to bounce anything off of. And it was just so overwhelming. I remember because I was sixth string. I never moved up the depth chart one time. I was always six string. And so it wasn't like I was doing terrible, but I wasn't doing amazing. I was kind of just being consistent. Right. Yeah. And I re- I remember I literally went into my coach and I started break. I was just broke down because I was so stressed because I'm like, bro, I'm trying so hard. I'm doing everything right. I'm putting in the work. I'm I'm doing what I'm supposed to, but I'm not seeing any like like affirmation. Like, hey, you're doing good anything like that. I don't know. I don't know. So I'm just I'm losing my mind, right? Going through training camp because I'm like I'm doing I'm doing well, but I don't know. And so you know I just continued to go through that, and then we have four preseason games. And I thought the last preseason game uh, I did pretty well, and I had stayed consistent, made a few plays. I had been doing that throughout the entire. I had a reporter come up and ask me like, "Hey Austin, how do you feel like you did?" And I was like, "I don't know how I did, but there is nothing else you could have got from me. Like that was everything. That was everything in the table. Like there's nothing else I could have done. So if if it works out, then great. If not, then you know, I can go find something else to do. Um, and then sure enough, um, you know, we have cuts and if you get a call by like 1:30, you're probably getting cut. I never got mm-hmm. a call. And then I had my player director guy be like, "Hey man, we got to get you a spot to find a find an apartment, right?" Um, and so wow. that was kind of my journey to make the team. So
1: why why did you stick with the college and not transfer out earlier? Like what made you go that almost 4 years? I wasn't
0: trying to get to the NFL. It wasn't like, oh, I need to get to a different school to get to the NFL. I was getting my degree. I actually had an internship um I got offered a job uh, with Noble Energy an oil and gas uh, company. Okay. So that's why I was going, so I was got there for it. my education. Cool. Yeah.
1: And then what was that yeah. like your first day at the NFL? Like how was that different from college?
0: Yeah. Um so in the NFL really there's no one to hold your hand um and it's just throughout the entire year not just in season but really in season in in the um in the college world like we have meetings at this time we have workouts we have meetings pretty, you're pretty much scheduled all day mm-hmm. right in the nfl it's not like that like people have families people go back home it's like it's almost like a 9 to 5 during the week for us mm-hmm. right and then you have you whatever you do after we don't have a any school anymore right so it's like what do I do now? You know, so it was a lot of video games and a lot of studying, right? And Just kind of just keeping myself, I guess, trying to pick myself up. And so really from the day to day after setting up your time and getting everything scheduled, there's nothing that's really different during season uh, besides you get paid, <laughs> yeah. right? You don't get paid in college, right? So um, that was uh, the biggest difference. And I remember I left my truck at home for my little brother to have and I would, Uber, I would Uber to the facility for like the first, like, I don't know, four weeks until I got my first paycheck and yeah. then I finally went and bought a car. Um, and so that was kind of the sh- situation we were in.
2: So just out of curiosity, because I don't really understand the whole, the whole timeline once you go from college to NFL. So yeah. if you had a, a one semester left, yeah. but you recognize the fact that there was a chance you could go to the NFL. Correct. So you signed up for this basically four week period that you have to apply through apply for, right?
0: Uh, no, no. Anyone can try out, you know, mm. but if you get the recognition is a different story. So let me, I'll do a fast story. Um, so after college, um, you go through what's this evaluation period where you have like the pro day and the combine and basically you just get all your attributes so you can get be compared to all the other players. And so before you get to those, you do a bunch of training just to make sure you're good with the technique and stuff like that. So there's probably, I don't know, eight weeks of that type of training. Um, because I think the, I think the Combine's in March, I believe. I think it just happened. Um, and so you train for the Combine, and then after the Combine is right the draft, and all these – before the draft is pro days. So you do, want, you do the, pretty much the same thing at the Combine, but you do it at your school now. And so now you'll do more drills and stuff like that. And then is the actual draft where you actually get selected to a team. And then between the draft and the actual getting to the team, there's like another – month and a half and so there's a there's mm-hmm. big off season right like during this time now as a vet like i'm just training and building my businesses right and so that's what i do now but during that it was just train 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 to make sure that i try to make toward. the next level make the next right level, exactly because i did, you know there you don't know any better so you think you need to train as much as you do you you really do just to make sure you get your reputation when you get that and then you start to get your routine as far as how you actually want to be a pro
2: interesting how much was the first check
0: the first check i think my minimum Minimums almost doubled since I've been in the league, which is crazy. Yeah. I think my minimum was like four hundred and thirty thousand, and we would get two game checks in one check, and so, well, and I live in California, so yeah, so right. there's a big chunk out of that. So I don't remember. I think checks were like nineteen thousand, um, and you would get, I forgot however many of those, um, and so two of those, you know, combined or whatever it was, right? Would be like forty thousand. Right. Forty thousand. Like every every 2 weeks. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Or every yeah, every 4 weeks actually. actually whatever every it is. Every 4 weeks. Every okay. 4 weeks, yeah. So whatever whatever it was like a 17 uh 17 week uh pay schedule. Yeah. All right. Or no, uh 8 eight week pay schedule cuz it was seven, 16 games and then you get paid every two games, right? So you just get two game checks every Friday, right? Yep. Every other Friday. And it's just direct deposit? Just direct deposit. Yeah. Just big checks, right? <laughs> Boom. I'm like Oh, I didn't know that was real money. Like, yeah. what the heck? Um, and even for me then, right, making four hundred thirty thousand was insane, right? Yeah. Or I just came from college. I'm not making any money now. People in college are making four hundred, like, because yeah. NIL stuff. Um, but yeah, for me at that time, it was just like, okay, like, now I have a real opportunity to actually get myself financially set up as well. You know. So yeah. you're
2: making the minimum because you kind of just got your foot in the door the minimum, through yeah. all of the the training and everything. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Just made it, and then. Uh, and then walk us through what happens next. You get that thirty thousand dollar check, you buy a car. What yeah, do you, finally yeah, buy a you, car. What do you spend it on? So the first thing where was a car. Go? I was right.
0: renting, which my rent was like twenty three hundred, which yeah. I just came from college where my rent was four hundred dollars a month. And yeah. now I'm like, this is disgusting. Right for my one bedroom. Right. Right. You know, rent's crazy. Um really I mean twenty three hundred isn't isn't bad nowadays now. I'm right. looking out there. It's crazy. What's what's going on in that market? Um I barely think so too. Um, And so, right. Start to get some checks coming in. Really, I'm just saving up. Like that's what I was advised. Like we have like these little seminars, They're like, hey, just save your money. Don't spend it on anything until you figure out kind of like what a plan is after. So I really didn't buy anything major. The first thing I ever bought was actually after my second year. Yeah. I bought my first duplex, um, and that's kind of what I think sparked off because I knew I wanted to get back in real estate. So this is right. a way for me too. And that's pretty much what sparked off kind of like my entrepreneurial phase again, being back in the business space, is when I started to. Accumulate rental properties, um, and I actually had a connection to a house flipper um, out in my area, and he had been flipping single families, but was starting to get into multifamilies. And so he had a couple of duplexes coming up that he was going to be flipping. I was like, "Hey, I'll buy them from you. Give, cut me a deal, and I'll just buy them from you right, right off the rip." Um, and so that's how I actually started building up my my real estate portfolio. And so, um, and then that turned into, right, I started a foundation, right, and then that yeah. turned into, right, I started a streaming company, and then the streaming company turned into the app, and then, you know, it was just continuing to, to start to sprout out as I continue to learn, I continue to connect, um, and now during my off seasons, now it's just full of just, just that, right, connecting, learning, right, talking about these types of things, meeting types of people that, that can possibly, right, we can add value to each other, so, it's been, a, it's been a fun journey, and, you know, I planted a seed a long time ago. That's why I talk about, you know, today when I tell these young guys, like, what you should do right now, don't spend any money, just learn and connect with people. Like, that's all you should be doing, right? Because that's going to present you your next opportunity if we're talking off the field. Um, I kind of went on a tangent off the field. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as back on the field, actually, my rookie year, I, I really just mainly played special teams. Um actually my favorite stat, um, to this day is that I led the NFL and tackles on punt on my rookie year. And so I was on special teams, right? And so not offense or defense, it's everything else in between the kicking Mm -hmm. game. And so for me, that was how I was making my living. And so I treated it like it was everything. Like that was, that was my starting role. That was everything for me. And so I treated it like my life depended on it. You have to go down there and make these, you got to go make these plays. And so that was the severity of uh, that. I, put it in my life. Like this is everything to continue on this trajectory, continue growing myself down this path. And that's how I continue to to add on to my role, right? I took advantage of that. I was having success. So they started putting me on offense. I started scoring touchdowns. They started giving me more offense. I started scoring more touchdowns and being more, even more efficient. And then it just continued. Now I'm just fully offense and I became the starter. Right. And then I, you started leading categories in the NFL. And then now for the past two years, I've had the most touchdowns scored by anybody. Um, so it's like, I just continue to build on the roles that have been given to me, um, and not only on the field but even off the field as I can continue to grow professionally as well.
1: What year would you say your career really took off? Was it two Ooh. years ago? And what was that that really was the, the big yeah. catalyst? Was there a moment that, yeah, just, like, you made a touchdown? was like, that guy,
0: yeah. So, actually, so after my second year, my second year, I still kind of split special teams, right. and then the following year, the guy that was starting in my position because uh, I was still a backup, he held out. Um, and he held out cause he was trying to get a bigger contract. He was trying to renegotiate the teams. They weren't in agreement yet. And so it gave me an opportunity where I was a second string. Well, guess what? Now you got to start for us, Austin. And so I had never started before. So it was kind of a moment where I was like, okay, let's see if this kid can do it. And for the first three games, I was lights out scoring touchdowns. I remember the first game of the season came out and we went to overtime and I like scored the game winner in overtime and, you know, places going crazy, you know? Um, and so was able to kind of show that I can carry the load as a starter and, um, that was probably my biggest year. I had, you know, like 11 touchdowns. That was the most I had scored that year. I almost had a thousand yards receiving as a, as a running back, you know, uh, I had like 450 or you know, something like that rushing yards. And so that was where I really showed that, Hey, I could be reliable on offense as well. And that's really, after that year, I got my big contract, my second contract where I signed, I signed four years for 26 million. Um, and that was like the moment that was like the year that really kicked off um where I am today.
1: And then I take it when that happens, now you're on everybody's radar. Yeah. does, does it almost work at like a groupthink effect where it's like you send one deal and then all the other teams are like, wait a second, they just signed him. Hmm. Like, <laughs> does it, it kind of work so, like that? So for yeah. me,
0: I was in a scenario where I was um I was trying to get extended. I wasn't um I was restricted. So I wasn't free. Um basically only I can only deal with deal with the Chargers unless they didn't want me if they didn't want me then I was able to go out to to the open market how, do, how does how does
1: that work it's like when you sign your first deal with them they say like all right if we want you back right you have to so, sign an exclusive right option with okay. so
0: I was undrafted route so undrafted you sign for three years and then you have a fourth year where you can basically be what we call like tendered um, where they can put like a, a draft pick on you and that's slotted to a certain amount of money um, if if a team wants you they can trade you but they have to give up that draft pick that they put on you right mm-hmm. so they're like hey we're austin's a second round draft pick and that gets slotted for you know i don't know six million dollars so someone has to give up a second round draft pick if they want me um and so we wanted to get around all that we're like hey let's get something a little bit longer uh longer done right i've added a lot of value i think i can go beyond that i think i'm worth more than that and so that's exactly what we did and we're like hey let's not do the tender and do a one year but let's do a four year um, and so that's, I'm in the fourth year of my four year deal right now. Got it. And
1: of the 26, is it like, you know, 26 is the total, but then like agents take their cut, oh, and it's, lawyers, it's and like this, and that, and then <laughs> California. So California takes their Yeah, have? yeah, yeah. How much whittles down from that amount? Yeah. And like so where, and where does it go? And like what, how many people are on your team yeah, like so working for you on it, that?
0: It's changed over time. It's a ton now. Um, and so at the very beginning, right? Yeah. Like you said, California takes half, right? 13s going to California, 37 or whatever it's 33, 37s yeah. going to the feds, mm-hmm. right? So right off the bat, 50%, half, right? Yeah. right? Half. And then my agent's taking 3%. Um, some goes to the union for dues and things like that. Um, and then so yeah, you're left with I don't know, 45% at the end of it. At that time where I didn't have any like people helping me work or things like that. And so then that's really where my entrepreneurial side started to kick up and I started to just, right do the foundation. I started to do um like my streaming company. So I needed to start hiring people to help me. And so my my manager right now, Madison, um she became like the first my like right-hand man, right? And so it was like she's she helps me manage everything. And um Right. That became an expense. So it's even it just gets chipped down, chipped down, chipped down. But I mean, the reason to hire someone is because they're helping me make more somewhere else. Right. Right. So endorsements also started to pick up. Um, and so I think two years ago was like the first year I ever passed seven figures or yeah, seven figures in endorsement money. And so, wow, yeah. yeah, that started to really pick up. Right. And so your name starts to get bigger in these different communities as you have more success. Right. So you need more infrastructure to help you manage it all. Right. And so now I have, right. I have a, I have a marketing team that helps me continue to get endorsements and keeps mm-hmm. me in that. I have, um, a PR team that helps me to get interviews and get on podcasts and push different stories that I want to do. Uh, obviously the agency as well, right? We have, we have Nick, uh, Madison and right. So you start to really build out now the team for the app, the team for the foundation. Mm-hmm. And so my team for, I have a real estate fund as well. And so all these things start to right, start building up. You have to build teams around these as they continue to grow. Um, and so they've been pretty self-sufficient to this point now because I've been growing them for about three years. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, it's, it's been a ton. So you can kind of see me really, Putting myself in a position to, when I'm done playing, like I have all these avenues where I can still have some type of, right, some type of traction in as far as gaining income and things like that. Yeah. Now, is that common for people to no. do?
1: Like, what about for your teammates? No, like, are not they common just at like, all. You know what? The one thing I've been hearing a lot of stories about this of the uh, initiations, all going out to dinner and like, oh, someone picks up. And like, yeah, the yeah, $60,000 yeah, 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 yeah. meal. I've watched a, a lot of GQ sports uh-huh. and they all talk about like the $60,000 meal. It's a real is thing. That, that's real?
0: It's it's a real thing, but usually only for like the first or second rounders, right? Okay. This guy is getting a $7 million signing bonus. Yeah. So you kind of like pay your dues. And especially if you're an O-lineman, it's the worst because you have 12 guys in your room, yeah. right? That are all huge human beings, right? So if you go out to dinner, drinks, several drinks, lots of plates of food, every appetizer times three probably. And uh, yeah, you're getting stuck with a twenty thirty thousand dollars $30,000 bill for sure. Did that happen to you, or have you? No, oh, I was undrafted, yeah, so my yeah. signing bonus was five thousand dollars. <laughs> like I was like, woo, I got some money, you know? <laughs> like that was my signing bonus. So my my like rookie right duties were I had to snack the room, right? I had to make sure the room was full of snacks all year. Okay, and so it was something more manageable within my price range at the time. Right. Yeah, but yeah, you
1: never yeah. partook in the other side. Of no, just, I never like, had to like, ordering. No, stuff. no, 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 no. Yeah,
0: like, I'm running up the bill for one of my other I guys. I just feel that. so bad about doing that. So, I don't think
1: I could do that. Yeah, so
0: that's what we do now, like with our current rookies <laughs> like we don't know I'm not not run up the bill on them but we make them like they'll pay they'll get us dinners on Thursdays and okay. they'll make sure um, all of our snacks are still there so yeah, it's probably it's probably a thousand fifteen hundred bucks at yeah. the end of the year that you spent but it's manageable sure. you but know?
1: now what about for your other teammates are they is it typical that they spend just a ton of money in general or, or are people smartening up a little bit now trying to save uh, yeah or- for
0: the most part most of our guy like the bankrupt and like oh all these pros going like yeah. that's i feel like that was so like like old school like back in the day um now it, i mean it would wouldn't be that hard, but it would be really hard to spend our minimum now. I think the minimum was like seven, eight $800,000. Mm-hmm. And so if you had a real problem, you could get it done. Uh, but for the most part, most of our guys, I think it was like 3%. I saw a number um, of our guys are actually going broke now. Really? Um, so, it's yeah, it's dramatically different. And I think that's just access to more stories, more information. We have more resources to make sure we're protecting our guys. And so also now something that we've done is instead of getting paid eight times mm-hmm. that here, huge fat checks, now we get paid um, – 34 times so we, we we cut it so you get half a game check right so you get half a game check throughout the year right so you play a game right over the next two weeks you'll get that full check in the next so it mm-hmm. pushes it out so now your checks are significantly smaller right so it kind of helps you kind of budget throughout the rest of the, the off season as well because during the off season you don't get paid got it you know how do you approach
1: your spending at this point is, is there any temptation when you see such a large amount where you're like oh man i i could afford this if i wanted to <sighs>
0: So I bought a Corvette. That was like my my big Which, ticket. What year? The C8, the 2020. Oh, nice. Yeah, the 2020. Okay. convertible the new, or the coupe? The convertible. Okay, I wanted to push nice. the button. I didn't want to have to get up and you know. I I love the Z06. <laughs> the Z06, yeah. yeah so, so nice. I I, yeah. I thought about trading mine in, but I didn't end up pulling the trigger. I'm just gonna keep. I'm gonna keep the original 2020. All right. Um, and so that would be like I guess my big purchase. I, I have two houses, so that's actually some significant. Uh, Um money as well, but I I keep a roommate in California to mitigate some of that cost and then I also rent out my house to the raiders players here in vegas So Mm kind of just pay for one and a half houses, you know throughout the year Um, How do you rent out a house
2: here to other players? How does that work out?
0: I just get in call in contact with their player director Um, I had a friend that played with trent that I screw up with who was a long snapper for the cowboys He was on the raiders and so I kind of got in with them and then I mean we're all one phone call away. Like we all somewhat know each other. We're part of the same brotherhood. So uh, there's always new guys that are coming in. And so it's like, Hey, if you want to use the house, right, here's rent. It's already furnished. And so a lot of guys that sign one years, will take it. Interesting. Jack's thinking about doing that. Yeah. (laughs) I've never heard of that. That's that's cool. All right. I was like, how do I justify having these two houses? Well, first of all, I can't get away from taxes with football money, but I could get away with it for my, for my endorsements because my endorsements were just paid to wherever I lived mm-hmm. And my, my, um, residency was in California. And so I was like, well, just moving to right. Nevada alone. Right. Yeah. I saved 13% of my seven figure, right. Endorsement money. So that's just paying for the house itself just by coming over. And then I was like, okay, well still don't want to have these huge mortgages, you know? And so I was like, okay, let me rent it out. Let me get a roommate out there. Like I'm, i I'm not single, but I'm not living with my lady right now. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, it's it's no big deal. Where do you think that frugality came from? Uh, Graham Stephan. Ah, there we go. <laughs> because you subscribe. That's right. Got to hit That's the like right. button
1: and subscribe. <laughs> oh, and you man. too could
0: save a lot of money. That's right. Um, ah, Really, I think it came from just my simple life growing up where it wasn't, I didn't have any elaborate things or have any big desires. It was really just what I needed to get by. Um, I always wanted a Corvette, and so now I kind of have, like, my Corvette, and other than that, it's like, sure, I have two houses, but it's more so just for the, to save some money there, Um, and then everything else is really just invested, right, Mm -hmm. invested in just different businesses that I try. I have a really creative mind, and so it's like a blessing and a curse where you try things, and, you know, it's a curse because you're trying all these things, and some of them don't work out, yeah, um, or some of them evolve and things like that, and so... Yeah, that's where like, a lot of my money goes. Yeah, like what didn't work out? Like what were some of those businesses? It's, it wasn't necessarily didn't work out, but things were. You know, I get especially like during COVID. Um, mm-hmm. There was this time where, right? There was there was a lull. Everyone was home. Content was booming, um, and I invested in a company which I don't want to say the name right now, but um, basically they were like a a streaming company for athletes. Right. And it was like, I just kind of impulse put it in 375,000. I was mm-hmm. like, boom, here, like, I love this. It's a great idea. Let's do it. And that was like the for a year after I had just gotten paid. And so when I realized like it takes, you know, 700,000 to make that, you know, 300 and something thousand. And it's like, that was probably too big of an investment, right? Just me getting educated the hard way of overpaying for things, um, investing too much, um, one thing that, like, I started a, a, a streaming company. It's not that it failed, but I realized, I learned that I only have so much bandwidth, you know, and so I was basically having to do everything, all the creative, getting everyone set up, all the streams, all, executing it all. And so that, I just knew, okay, I got, I got burnt out, right? I couldn't do it anymore. Um, and so it just really took a lot of, of learning um, that I went through. I invested in a, a company that was um, one of my teammates in college company, and it was like lamps and stuff like that and it was just i was just like sure you're my buddy this seems like a good idea right and it was just like ah, that didn't really work out um i've got pitched the 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 restaurant you know from a family member that wants to start a restaurant luckily i didn't get into that one um but it's like ah like there's things that were it's like Early on, I was getting pulled different directions, and mm-hmm. I kind of just got burned um, a few times. And so it's like, okay, now that I've, I'm older, I've, I've been investing more in myself and the things that I want to do. Uh, I still invest here and there, but it's it's really, um, it's really tight and simple. It's hard to say no when you have so many opportunities,
1: yeah. and a lot of them sound pretty good. You yeah. don't know which ones are going to hit mm-hmm. until you say yes to them and then follow through.
0: Right, so... And I was young, and yeah. so I was like, oh, let's try this, try yeah. this, try this. And then you're like, oh, wait, where'd my money go, you know? Um, yeah, for startups, you basically assume it's going to be zero. Yeah, you know? yeah. You know, and if, if it's not, hopefully it's, right, a 10X, right? It was like, okay, so that's why you have the risk-reward. Yeah. Uh, but for the most part, I put my money into real estate. Like I was telling Smart. you, I continued to buy, uh, ended up buying 30 from, from that, well, not from that guy, but in that area, um, some multifamily, some condos, and then, actually teamed up with that same flipper and we wanted to go bigger. And that's when we started the fund together and, you know, bought a mass foreclosure out in Missouri uh, and and have been basically turning that one over for the past year and a half. And so, um, it's kind of like the, my portfolio, that's like my baby is the real estate portfolio. Yeah.
2: So we had Steven Jackson and Matt Barnes, ex NBA players on this podcast and I asked them the question of what percentage of professional athlete success is some form of like let's say physiological superiority so just like natural mm-hmm. inborn you know biological superiority versus luck versus hard work
0: yeah it's it's a combination it depends on who you're asking because if you look at me like sure I'm strong but I'm also 5'8 right I'm not the fastest guy in the field so how am I getting it done well a lot of the things come down to the things that we said like I, that can't be measured for me um, right just I, I have like an obsession with the things that I'm involved with. And it like, I immerse myself into them to be as efficient as possible. And it worked perfectly on the football field. Right. Where it's like, that's what you need to do to be a good player. Um, you need to be consistent and you need to continue to make sure you're incrementally having some type of right growth. Um, and I've done that forever. And so for me, I think it was more mental for me. Right. Um, yeah, absolutely. You have to have the physical makeup to do it. Right. Like I didn't have a lot of injuries. I still don't have a lot of injuries. So whatever my body composition has worked, um, but then the mental part, so as far as percent, but the, I, I know guys on the team that they're just huge or they're just like, why do you look like that? And you, cause I know how you work out and it doesn't match. Um, where it's like they, and they can get it done and they're going to get paid $20 million mm-hmm. a year because they have that type of, right. They have that type of right body type. And then when you get to get the guys that put it together, those guys were obviously, honestly take off. Um, and so I would say it depends. It really depends for me. It's mostly mental. Um, but in general, in general, I think the average career is like three years. And so if I think more guys had the mental to actually commit, like, like, like I have, or even, even more then I think that career length would be longer. Um, but I think guys just get fizzled out because they don't have their hand held anymore, right? When you're in college, you got to go to this, you got to go to this, you got to go to this in the NFL during the off season, you, you can do whatever you want. So it's left up to you and you can do other what you want working harder you can do what you want and guess what those rookies they're coming out they're hungry they're ready to go right now you know and if you're not guess what you're losing your job right because i remember me i was doing everything i could i dropped out of school for this right i got nothing i had nothing you got you know you had the contract you got all that i got nothing i'm coming for everything that you got right and so that's the mentality i had so if you got guys like that thousands of them coming out every single year and you're not on your game you're gonna get weeded out real quick Um, And so for the guys that stick mental is huge for the guys that don't I feel like there's probably some mental capacity There's physical capacity some guys just aren't aren't good enough or just hurt and things like that Um, But I don't know I could say 50 50 Um, Yeah, what's some of the other businesses that you've done that are doing well? doing well you
1: reached out to me about one business you wanted to yeah 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 so so experience so
0: really what i've learned is that there's so much power in in different types of communities right um like i came from a small town i got into right the the chargers organization and i started to have all this unconditional love from all these chargers fans i don't even know these people that don't know me but i was so i was so just like thankful like people that were like cared about me like they hit me up or they follow me like i thought that was so cool and i was like i didn't really realize what i was giving to them but which is entertainment but i was just like this is amazing. Like I just go out there and play football, and people follow me, and then I get endorsements mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And so I was like, "There's so much power in that." And then I started meeting people that were doing cool things, right? Actors, like other influencers, right? Different experts in fields. Um, and so, and so I was like, "Okay, like let me use this community and can try to continue to build it, so I can continue to have more opportunities." And so that's when I started the streaming company and was helping people stream. I was streaming a bunch of opportunities, and I was like okay, streaming is kind of too niche, like, it's, it's like really just, there's not a lot of people that stream, and Mm -hmm. so let me pivot that, and let me start a platform where you can engage with your fans, uh, and basically set up a menu um, of what types of engagements you want to do, and what you're willing to do, and put your prices next to them, Um, and so I wanted to create things, because people were always asking, like, hey, can you sign my jersey, hey, like, can I, can I donate to you, hey, where can I talk to you about fantasy, right, fantasy football is huge, and so I was like, well, I don't want to just DM all these people and stuff. I was like, let me create this. So that's what experience is. Um, It's a platform where you can engage with fans. Like there's a way you can get your Jersey signed. You can do a video chat. Like I set up all these different interactions I'm willing to do and put a price next to them. Um, And so I've been, I've done like 300 engagements. We've been launched for like three months now. So we're inviting other influential people on just to continue to to engage with their fans.
1: So is it similar to Cameo or is it like Cameo plus like other stuff? Well, so so yeah, yeah.
0: Cameo is known for like their personalized videos. And so really I want Wanted to be more innovative in the space, so it's kind of more unique experiences. So, we do have like the personalized videos, you can do that. Um, but like we have game with me, so there's a lot of people that game. So, if you want to set up and game with somebody, right, you can set up That's an opportunity to do that. If you want to get something like jerseys, like how you can get your jersey signed, yeah. well, you better go beg at the sideline or show up at a signing that I do once a year. You know, if you don't do that, you ain't getting the thing signed. So, I was like, let me make a virtual version so you can get this thing signed, right? So, basically, how it works you pay, I think mine's 99 bucks to get your Austin Eckler jersey signed, you send it to experience we verify it send it to me with a return address back to back to them um, and so that's kind of like our, how our flow goes and so we'll continue to innovate i have some other opportunities and we'll continue to add yeah. other experiences we have six right wait, now wait so
1: can people can i if i go on there and say like hey if you want to grab dinner with me xml no like in person
0: can't. no why Just liability liability so? cuz i don't i can't i don't know everybody right if if i know someone's competent enough to yeah. like do in person that would make sense but I there's guess so. Right, you're
2: facilitating a meeting of two right. people and something crazy like if so, it's a super fan and some like yeah. yeah
0: so and yeah. about the same man like yeah.
1: the, the the spend a day like hanging out would be huge but huge yeah. tr- come train with me for an yeah. hour or like hey top.
0: come speak to our, our fans or our students yeah, or something yeah. like that i get that but i didn't want to deal with the liability of person. Not with it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah
2: i got a question so if you're a youtuber let's say you're a yes there's this guy patty galloway he's like a youtube consultant he's, he knows about the algorithm if he wants to go on there and critique someone's youtube video editing yes or something like that just very Custom services that he can provide to his fans. Can he do literally anything? So yeah
0: So with that I would either say do a social media offering We have a social media category and then you could put YouTube on there and you could say like video review thumbnail
2: advice You could do
0: thumbnail advice, right? You can put basically I mean we could pull it up but we can create categories within our different offerings like social media so you can create categories within that um, within you know personalized video like I have workout advice I have wor- workout tips things like that so you can customize things that are relevant to you and your audience mm, yeah that's interesting yeah so and so
1: what was your involvement in that I uh, built it, you I, built it I've, well
0: I was a creative I was oh, a creative wow. for all okay. of it and then I hired a dev team um, wow. to build it all for me so we've been developing it for the past two years um, what was
1: the cost to make that? And then what's the back end look like Yeah. In terms of like right abstracts? Yeah, so this is this is
0: where this is where we learned the hard way again, yeah. um, overspending, right? Coming into a new field, don't have the expertise. Sometimes you touch the, the, the stove. Time where
1: you have a worker shortage for engineers you're Yes. like, oh man, yes, T- double, yes. Right So now.
0: touching yeah. the stove, you're getting burned. Yeah. Um, and so really, um, I think shoot, probably like eight hundred thousand. Um, Whoa. Big, 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 big. How about I get to eight hundred K. Two two years of development. Two years of development. For an app. How for an app. How How
1: many people were working on that?
0: Four? Wow. Four. Yeah. So it's a big it's a huge project. It's huge project. We have
1: But you do get an R and D credit, I believe,
0: for taxes. uh
1: There's a whole bunch of stuff you could you could use on that too.
0: And then um there's I mean there's two sides to it too, right? That's just the dev side. But basically we're done. Like it's, it's built like that. It's done. Right. So now it's like, okay, now let's just put efforts right. Our dev costs are way down now mm-hmm. compared to what they used to be. It's really just maintenance. Um, and so the apps built, it's like a house. It's already built. Now we just got to get people to use the house, you know? And so that's where we're reaching out and we'll continue to, to strategize on getting people on the site. And yeah. then, so that's where we're positioning ourselves and we'll continue. Like I have some other okay. ideas. We're like right now with our game jerseys, we don't do anything with our game jerseys. And it's like, so I, sold, I, I took a game jersey and I, I sold it. I, I put it on for $4,000 and it sold instantly. And I was like, um. <laughs> uh, no, this is the one you wore in the this game. This is the one I wore in a game, yeah. So and Can was, you just wear a different jersey every yeah, game? Yeah, they give you, you a can jersey get a new, every game. So you have to buy it. You oh, have okay. to buy it. So I am going to buy all my jerseys oh this my year. Gosh. And I sold, and I was like, let me try to sell one.
2: Can you say how much
1: you pay for
0: them? 375 bucks. Yeah, so it's, I mean, it's kind of expensive, but,
1: but still. But it's in the game. It's like in the game. There's yeah, only there's then, only gonna be
0: 17 of these a yeah, year plus right. playoffs, which are gonna be even more. And premium. especially if it's a good game, right? Like, do you or playoffs? Yeah. Is it yeah.
1: is it that you could like not like not number it, but like this is the jersey and. This game, in particular, yeah, you could like you
0: could lay like oh have a Thursday night game against a division rival or something, yeah. and like it's a really anticipated game. So Dude, I could would
1: you so buy f- my shirts like just right now?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Grab you're not. Could, you could, you could. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I had a guy that offered to pay for my shoes. <laughs> <laughs> to wow. buy my shoes Wow. Yeah, yeah.
0: of well, yeah, we know we know ball about ball your bathwater. Yeah. Bathwater. I got a question. So, could
2: you technically buy four jerseys and then just wear like a different jersey in different parts of the game? Just every quarter, have a different one. this jersey. This is the famous like All right, probably you know, gonna score a touchdown on this catch. play let me put this jersey on yeah like you. Could one probably, play i have a question yeah. outside of finance and money yeah how do you combat uh performance anxiety because even for me and i play ping pong like casually i'll play with my friends i went to a ping pong tournament okay first tournament i ever did and i lost a lot of games i should not have lost mm-hmm. and I ended up getting like nearly dead last in the tournament Damn. and then after the tournament i played the guy who won the tournament and i beat him mm. and now You guys are probably thinking he wasn't trying. Trust me when I say, he probably, hopefully was. Okay? (laughs) I get performance anxiety sometimes. Man. How do you go out on the field when you have like 40,000, however many thousand people watching you live on top of however many people are watching you online and not get nervous or like fumble the ball?
0: Well, you do fumble sometimes, but you're not trying to. Sure. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Um, But no, man. I mean... For for us, especially us in the athlete world, I feel like we've been performing since we could walk, you know, like it's like once we like I started playing soccer like four years old. Right. And you start to do that. And I've done that forever. I've always played in front of a crowd in the fall playing football. Right. And so you start to you start to get out there and you start to it becomes a routine for you now when it got really big because I went from about a couple thousand to right 60,000, 70,000. Um, you definitely got some. Like you, I still get nervous before games, right? I feel those those butterflies, you know. Um, but really, I think the preparation and then holding yourself to the highest standard, putting the most pressure on yourself, is what's helped me like no one can ever put any more pressure on myself than i put on myself you know like i have fans that will call me xyz i need to do this do that coaches on my ass all the time and it's like that's great i need that push but you're not going to push me more than i'm going to push myself especially cuz where i've came from have how, how i've got there and what i'm doing right now and so that really helps me push through you literally just it's just blinders it becomes like i'm in a trance like i'm just like so focused on just what's in front of me um, as far as just all the all just football right i, I don't even hear the crowd when you're on the field. And so it's kind of it's kind of trippy, actually, because it's like, you know they're there, but it's like I'm just locked into signals mm-hmm. and things like that. And there's times where you can't not hear them, you can't hear anything, right? But you can still communicate. We have all, we prep, prepare like crazy for those uh, scenarios so we can just basically go in out there and perform under so much noise where we can't hear it yourself, yourself think. I remember playing Kansas City one night, um, and it was the loudest stadium I've ever been in, the loudest um, environment I'd ever been in. And It was Philip Rivers we were a few years ago, but everything was just signals everything was just signals mm. get it done And so talking and boom he's back there clapping trying to get the snap, you know And uh, it's pretty epic though man like moments like that are like man Like when you look back you're like man that game like things like that. You'll yeah. never forget I'm,
1: Oh, I'm really curious now when you're in the middle of a game coming up with the different strategies How much of that evolves like on the field? Yeah, I, I bet you go into it thinking all right, we're gonna do this and this right. and this but then that that could change in like a second. Oh, how yeah. do you know how to adapt It change like one what, play. What, what you your, know? Really what, what everyone's
0: thinking. What's working. That's what going to that's what's going to, you know, guide your game plan. Yeah. Um cuz you have different matchups on the field, right? They have strengths to their defense, we have strengths to our offense, right? And so can we exploit those? And maybe it changes. Maybe, okay, this player is playing right, really good this game. We didn't expect that or vice versa. Um, and so really it comes down to, okay, what's working for us? And guess what? We're gonna, It's going to be some trial and error. You come out, You have usually your first 10 plays are scripted. Like We know what we're going to run on the first 10 plays, right, no matter what. We're running these plays just to see what they're in, how they're reacting, how they're adjusting. Mm. And then from then on, let's play ball. Let's adjust and go on the fly
1: how do you know what the other person's going to be doing do you just have you just played with each other long so, enough that you could kind of anticipate like hey if I run over here this guy's yeah, yeah yeah yeah, okay. for sure
0: for sure like all just right. hours countless hours of film study and then practice yeah. right and it's like hey if they're in this coverage we're doing this if they switch to this coverage we're doing this and so it's all it's all an art right defenses are trying to disguise you know are they in are they playing it this way are they playing it that way and for the most part there's no new defenses getting created. Like the ones that work are the ones that are already implemented. And so you pretty much know the lingo and know what the structure of different defenses look like. And so and then you try to basically adjust with different route concepts in between those and give yourself options where it's like, if it's cover two, we're working over here, right? If it's man, we're working over here, right? So you give options. That's why the quarterback mm. position is getting paid $50 million a year now because you, you have to see all this and adjust on the fly, right? What's um, the craziest fan experience you've had? hmm Fazy, craziest fan f- uh, craziest fan experience like as far as like I'm trying to think there's nothing that really stands out someone ever
2: try to like rip your shirt off your back <laughs> or something like
0: that or oh I mean so people are just like they like getting they're like almost in shock like when they see me sometimes because a lot of people it's mainly fantasy football fans mm-hmm. right that have had me on the fantasy I scored all those points for them they won the championship like I think it was like some number it was like it was like twelve percent, or maybe it was like, something. It was I had the highest number. If you had me on the team, I was the highest percentage of fantasy championships. Where wow. if you had me on your team, you won.
2: My brother has a, a team. With yeah, like yeah, all yeah. You won all of their. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And
0: so things. if you had me on your team, you had a very good chance to win your championship. And mm-hmm. so when people see me, because now they finally see me in person, like they like become like overexcited. And so. A lot of times it's like they like want to like touch me and they're like, hey man, they're like try to put my arm around me, or they're like getting really close to me and they're like, hey, oh, oh, like, ah, you won me all my fa- this money and my fantasy championship because they're passionate about this yeah. stuff, right? So they're just like overjoyous all of a sudden because they weren't expecting it. And it's like, whoa, like, 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 usually people with me are like, like, is this okay? And they're like, like, my little brother one time is like, yo, bro, back off. Like, it is like people just like are so excited. And so that's usually. The one, the experience that I'm like, okay, like, yeah, well, I mean, I'll take pictures with anybody, but it's like, okay, like, this is getting a little too much, bro, Mm -hmm. and I might, you know, uh, be a little bit more assertive in those scenarios than I usually am, Um, but as far as, like, crazy fan experiences, for the most part, people are cool, Um, almost too cool like that, where it's like, yes, I know, I want to take a picture, I'm excited, you're excited about it, me too, so, um but yeah, that's that's the one thing, and especially like there's so many different communities to tap into, right? You have the Chargers community and the fantasy football. I don't know if you guys ever played or like do sports betting or stuff like that. It's huge, right? It's massive, and so that's what's continued to make the NFL grow, right? Because you got people that don't even watch, are not even Charger fans, but they got Austin on their team, so now they're watching the Charger games, right? So that's more viewers, you know, across the entire globe, right? I did a, I did a podcast for um, some people in Indonesia um, that were fans, and they were in one of my charity fantasy leagues, and they wanted me to come on their podcast, and I was like, yeah, absolutely, I'll come on your podcast. But just it's just global, right? Um, I do streams, I have people from Iceland that watch and tune in and stuff like that, so it's, it's pretty cool.
2: Do you or have you ever fangirled being on the same field as someone else?
0: Ooh, so n- I'm going to say no, um, just because I never watched the NFL growing up, so I didn't like look up to these guys. I never watched the NFL until about my after my junior year of college when I was like, oh, you might have an opportunity to watch this and play this. Um, but it was funny. The first time I ever s- saw Phillip Rivers, who was my quarterback at the time, um, back in, in when they were in San Diego and we just moved to L.A., um, he had like nine, nine like people out there talking to him and stuff like that, and I thought he was like doing a meet and greet, and uh, come to find out, those were all of his kids the do has Whoa. nine kids. And so I thought that was hilarious. And I was, it was kind of like a wake up call <laughs> like, oh, like these are actual grown men with real families here. I'm a, I'm 21 coming oh into the league. Gosh. This guy's 30 something right with nine kids. And um, it was just like, oh, okay, this is a this is a real like business with grown people that are doing things out in the real world, too. So that was pretty funny. But no, no real f- like fangirl moments.
2: And when you're on the field, how much of your mind is there in the game versus how much of your mind is thinking about the past and the future or just like other random stuff that might be
0: passing wow. through? Wow, I'm you have to lock in so hard that like you can't think about anything else because just blinders. Literally blinders. You have to focus on what you're doing or you will get hurt. Like I realize especially the O line. If you if they miss somebody, if they don't block somebody, he's drilling me. Right. And it's like that's my literally my livelihood out there on the field. I rely on these guys being locked in. And it's same for me. If I'm not locked in, I misstep. I go the wrong direction. I'm getting pile drive by a 300 pound dude right into the ground. And it's not it's not soft. Right. It's on turf most of the time. So. Um, no, your livelihood depends on you being locked in. So at that level, you don't have time to, to be right. Second guessing and things like that.
1: How do you get your mind right though? Let's just say you have like a bad day, maybe you get in an argument or something like that and like your mind's not in the right place. How do you lock in like that?
0: Ooh, Ooh, um, man, how do I lock in? I don't know. It's one of those things where you show up and when it's game day um, there's really nothing that matters. Like you stay, you stay at the hotel the night before to kind of get away from everything, kind of just reset. It's just all football. You're all around your guys. So it kind of helps you get into just a mode where you're just getting ready for this game, right? So everything's preparing up to the game, all the meetings, all the final adjustments, right? Going over the things for the fifth time of the week, right? Everything's just focused on just hyper focusing on the game. And so really it's hard to get distracted. I feel like if you're doing the right things, um, if you're getting distracted, then you're, probably right right you're probably not doing the right things you're probably not going to be playing very long if you're able to get distracted on game days cuz that's for us and our career in our profession like that's the the ultimate test right, you know and that's how you're going to get paid is what you do on game day right and so if if you're not if you're not locked in if you're not you know paying attention and making sure you're doing the right thing you're probably going to lose some opportunities and guess what those college kids they're coming you know yeah.
1: how do you get over the fear of potentially getting hurt like i'd be terrified of getting yeah. on, on the field and just knowing that like all these people are chasing me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So really it comes down to your intentions, you know? Um, And especially in my position, you got to run through my, you got to run through somebody. Like I'm not taking any hits. I'm Mm -hmm. I'm hitting you, you know, you're not hitting me. Right. So it's really fight energy with energy. Like in my, especially in my spot where I have the ball in my hands, most of the time, you're not touching me. And if you are, you're going to feel me. Right. And so that's, it comes down to having the intent and running with that. Mm -hmm. And so that you have to, like these guys are actually trying to rip your head off. They want to hurt you. Like they want because you're one of best you're one of these team's best players. They want you out of the game. Right? They're trying to take you out. And so, how do you not get taken out? Well, you try to take them out by hitting them. Right? Mm-hmm. And so that's the intensity. Of what it comes to, yeah. you know, in the trenches. So it's why I love it because uh, it just fits my mindset and what I've been growing through and what I've been been through. So. It's been great. So, do people
2: rarely ever pull their hits? Like, if they're coming after you, you have the ball, and they're coming from an angle that could maybe be kind of dangerous for you, they will not pull their hit. It's just all in.
0: No, oh, yeah, hey, yeah, it's yeah. You take this, take this dude out, hundred percent. Yeah, that's what gets people hype. If if you do that, especially in front of your sideline, your sideline erupts, going crazy, whoa, right? Yeah. Everyone's juiced, right? Because you just smoked this dude, you know. <sighs> and so, yeah, you know, on your side but, that happens, you're like, oh. Now, shit, but
1: how do you, you know? do that if the if the guy's like 300 pounds, six foot four, like, how do you go up against? So that? for me, yeah. well, for me it's different.
0: To, yeah. I, I'm trying not to get tackled, right? Yeah, yeah. But if it comes down to it, yeah, yeah, look, look, I got leverage. I'm probably gonna get lower than you, sure. and so we're gonna see. We're gonna see how it plays out. Uh, <laughs> and I'm pretty strong too. So you know, people out, people underestimate me. They try to throw yeah. their body at me, throw shoulders. I'm gonna bounce right off of that. I'm running really? through that. And so sometimes you get got for sure. I've been destroyed a couple times. I remember we played in Denver this last year. Whole stadium heard that one. Everyone, ooh, yeah because I came through, I actually didn't see a guy, yeah. and my right tackle kind of like tripped going up to him. And so I see daylight and this guy, he's on the right side. he's supposed to be getting blocked. He do he's not, and he's coming from my blind spot and just straight right underneath my pad. whack oh. and just straight to the ground. Um and you know, like I said, it's football. sometimes you get them. sometimes you yeah. get guy. just don't get just get them more wow. than you get got.
1: <laughs> now, when you wear the helmet, how much do you not see in that?
0: Um, I mean, you can pretty much see out of your whole entire peripherals like it comes back far enough where you can you can see mm-hmm. and so it it's, you, you don't even really notice it um, When it's on you know. just yeah. out
2: of curiosity, who was that guy that that hit you? right? Uh, there?
0: Josie Jewell Josie Jewell so we with Denver. You can find the clip. You can find oh, the clip Okay. Yeah, yeah, Josie Gosh. Jewell Denver. He's been there for a minute We both been there. we play against each other twice a year because yeah. we're in the same division so um are you guys cool after that or how like what happens afterwards yeah like i mean we'll dab it up afterwards like really the nfl pa like our players association we're all like a brotherhood like we all need each other um and so like after the games like the fans right for them it's like oh, these are arch rivals like we hate them but it's like for us sure we're trying to kill each other for three hours but then after i'm like hey how's your family like how's everything going like you know, I hope everything's well. Because yeah. we switch teams a lot, too. right? so you'll be on different teams. These might be your teammates, yeah. right? You know, we're all in this together. So
1: you couldn't, like, hold a grudge against this guy. You could. You definitely could. Yeah. There's
0: definitely personal beefs, you right. know. It's, but it's more like individuals that don't like each other. Yeah.
1: How know? often does that affect the game? Like, I sometimes see on hockey, like, like two guys. Oh, yeah. Like, not really, you know, get along. Yeah, and they get a fight. Those, that's, sick. that's sick. I think that's sick. will be like, I'm going to get this guy. Yeah, and The whole game, they kind of, like. Does that happen?
0: Yeah, it'll happen, but yeah. the NFL, they're, they're stingy. They're stingy. They, uh, they're really fine happy. Sure. So if you want to pay a lot of fines, you know, and donate a lot of money to charity unwillingly, then uh, sure. Um, but, like, for instance, like personal fouls, uh, it's like a $20,000 fine. You know, so you're, you're giving up. You know, if you're, especially on minimum, you're playing for free that game. You know. Um, and
1: what would constitute a personal fine like? Fighting so,
0: or yeah, like, if you're fighting, I mean, roughing the passer they're like if you hold on to someone's face mask, have you ever been right? fined? I have been fined. I was fined for lowering the helmet. Is um, that mean? you flick pulling Yeah. you no, 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 no. So I was running with the ball and someone <laughs> okay. was coming to tackle me and you're not allowed to lead with the top of your head. And I apparently I led with the top of my head, which uh. I did. I did. That's why I got fined. And so uh, I got fined $20,000 wow. and then I went and appealed it. And I think I got it dropped a quarter Um, so I ended up paying like, I don't know, 17, 15, 16 something $16,000. Does that go poof. to
1: the NFL or like the Yeah, so
0: go the NFL has a collection bucket uh-huh. that they get and they decide where it goes And so yeah, we don't really, don't really like that as players It's like <laughs> so you're taking our money and then using it as a write-off When we could be taking oh, it as a write-off But it's a, it's a yeah. fine, so it's yeah, so yeah, we don't think about that. When, yeah. so I think it's a
1: good idea, Joe. We should do fines like that. <laughs> you should do fines. Start doing fines. Yeah, yeah. so, <laughs> That's Alex. They're gonna start fines. Every, it. every yeah. minute the video doesn't post by nine a.m. Oh my god! We're gonna
0: take your money and we're gonna donate it for you. Yeah. But, so
1: you're yeah. on your fourth year of the contract. Can you yes. talk about like maybe what's next? Yeah. Or like what the process yeah. is like. Yeah. Like so
0: actually, it's it's kind of like a hot topic right yeah. now. Um, kind of went viral the other day, but because basically I have. My last um, last year, of my contract, nothing's guaranteed. Meaning they can cut me at any time, and they're not—they don't owe me anything, right? If you get, you see guys getting guaranteed because you want security with the team that you're in. And so I had three years of that, and now I just lost that. And so now is the time where you know players will go and try to re-up and try to get more security long-term. Um, and so we did that, and basically. Kind of just got the door shut and like, hey, we'll, we'll offer you this, and it was not a great deal. And then after that, there like it was a negotiation. It was just take this, or basically, now nah, we just don't want to do anything right now. Um, Why?
1: Why would that be? Huh. Their Let's go ask
0: um, what their
1: stance. Yeah, because my thought is that if if you're a good player, they'd want you to. Yeah, like, they wouldn't be afraid unless they're just like you yeah, hardball. And the negotiations is
0: just a part of well, it. You well, know? so first off, running backs, we are probably the the position that offers a ton of value but there's a lot there's more liability with our position because we get hurt we tend to get hurt more mm. not saying we all do but yeah. right I've, i think i've missed like eight or nine games in my six years um most of them in one year right messed up my hamstring pretty bad so i have a pretty good track record right so if you look at an individual case like okay injury's not really a, a factor of mine um as far as my stats as far as my contribution to the team i've led the nfl in touchdowns for the past two years no one scored more than me uh, as far as scrimmage yards. Um, that's like excluding like quarterbacks. Um, and so it's like, okay, I, I have the peak, right, um, um, efficiency and peak production out there. And so for me, I don't know if it's because I'm 27. I don't know what is going on, but I, I'm like, for me, I don't know why they don't see me in a long-term position. So we, when they immediately like, hey, we don't want to talk in extensions anymore, then we immediately ask for a trade. Okay, let's go find someone else. So we can maybe go out there and find someone that might be a longer term partner. And Mm -hmm. so that's kind of where we're at right now. We're still doing the dance with teams, trying to see where there's value, stuff like that, see if there's a good fit. Um, But, you know, if I do have to play this last year with the Chargers, then I'll be a free agent after that. Um, and then I do have a little bit more rain as far as going to find place to, to get a long-term contract.
1: Got it. So their contract they offered you was for another few years,
0: just not. It was thing. for one year. Yeah. Oh, it was only for one year. One. So yeah, with no guarantee in the second year. So it was like, can you gr- say what
2: they offered or if it's probably not a good idea?
0: Nah, yeah, yeah, yeah. I shouldn't talk about it just, just yet anyway. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so it just wasn't, it wasn't the length that we wanted as far as what we're still, what I'm still willing to be out here doing. Right. Yeah. So um, wasn't as uh, enticing, so that's why we, like I said, last for it. trade.
1: And so if you don't accept, that's then you play a year. Correct. And so then after that, you could renegotiate. Correct. But then you're not tied to them. So like the downside is that like you might not yeah. have the same leverage as. So now. correct, yeah, okay, correct. So it.
0: so basically, okay, let's play on this last year, right? I think I'll I'll make like six point two five. Um, I would have made le- I would have made like five something if I didn't hit a bonus, but I've hit my bonus every single year besides the year I got hurt. Mm. Um, and so 6.25 this year, not guaranteed. They're probably not going to cut me. If they do, then I'm a free agent and I can go anywhere, which would yeah. actually help my scenario. Basically, they're getting a big discount on me right now. Um, They're getting a huge discount. And so they want to leverage that, right? They made a good deal. They bet on me. They won. And so now we played for them for three years. And this fourth year, I was trying to re-up and get back to my market value. Um, And so I'll play for them for this last year. If nothing happens, I'm a free agent. And then I can go negotiate with other teams. Um, There is a weird scenario where they actually can franchise tag me, Mm. which basically sticks me in a one-year deal um, that I would have to play for them. Um, but they have to pay me the It's like the average of the top, like five or I forgot, like five or six salaries in the position.
1: Um, how much of an advantage is it to stay on the same team versus transferring? Like, doesn't it, isn't it easier to be with the same team because you know the people already? Uh, it, it's in a well-known city. Like, what value do you usually associate with that, or does it matter? It's really,
0: it's really outside of football value. Sure. you okay. know, um, as far as inside football, really, there's there's no there's no huge benefit of staying there. There's things that you can do, like if you're trying to break records in the franchise, things like that. Well, sure. obviously, if you're in a different team, you can't do that. Um, but as far as like, I've had. I'm on my second head coach there right I'm on our third or third or fourth offensive coordinator And so people move in and out all the time So it's, it would be like just doing the same thing But now you're doing it on a different team like you're you're used to change you're used to new mm-hmm. learning stuff like that and so it really comes like I said is the outside like just building a community community around stuff building relationships with um, Ownership stuff like that, right? And so things like that that um I really value. Like, I love being with the Chargers. I love the mm-hmm. people out there. I love being in L.A. and the, and the place that I'm at. And so I would want to stay there for the rest of my career. But if if we had to go somewhere else, I'm gone instantly. Um If, if that's what it comes yeah, down to. I could play with the Vegas team. I could play with that the Vegas be, team. Well, I, yeah, yeah. I could. I could. You know, a couple of years, you never yeah. know. You really never know. So it's fun. It's fun. It really is. But for the most part, look, I'll have another opportunity to get out there and strap it up and, you know, continue to play at a high level.
2: Do you think one of the reasons why you face so much apprehension throughout your career is because of your size? Mm, probably. You think so? Probably. Because it seems like even through the scouting process, through yeah. college, how you couldn't find D1 even though you yeah. killed it in the high school. Yeah. Like, do you, th- you would attribute most of that just to based off of like what people, they look at you and they For sure. come to some sort of For conclusion, sure. but of course you've blown away their oh, yeah. initial judgment with statistics and yeah, and it was
0: others. proof of right. Proof of, of, of action, right. right. I have actionable Value. things of that you can look at and be like, oh yeah, like sure. He's small, but this is, this is the output we're getting from him. Right. Which is top of the line as far as if you look at the actual numbers. And so when you're making the generalizations about you know, Austin and you see him for the first time ever have no background, don't know nothing about this kid. He's a five, eight kid, you know, from a division two school. It's a lot of odds going against him that he's probably going to pan out. Cause most guys in my situation get cut. They don't even make the 53, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like 90, 90%, maybe even more. Um, and so for the most part, like there was every, they had every right to make that generalization about me, but now it's like, now you can't. And and I still think people overlook, which is makes sense, but people overlook the things you can't measure. Cause the only things you really can talk about and the things that you can compare against other people are what you can measure. But the thing is like, how have I been able to get to this point in my life at, with what I'm doing with with my resources, with who I am, right? This five, eight kid weight 195, you know, it's like, it's the things, it comes down to my mindset, it comes down to how am I able to apply myself, how I become obsessed and how I continue to push and make sure that I'm so, so efficient, right? It's not like I'm, I'm not leading the categories of, of everything, right? So I'm not, I'm not the, the best player ever, but guess what I'm really high in efficiency right scoring touchdowns moving forward um, taking care of the ball right I, I get it done where you're where you're wanting things to get done um, and so that's where I've been able to, to do that do that do that do that and I've been getting more right they'll put more on my plate more on my plate more on my plate and so that's why right now I'm kind of like confused right with the charger's like why would you not want me around more you know um, and I get it like we're gonna have to pay our, our quarterback 50 million dollars a year. Wow. So now,
1: it, why the huge pay discrepancy between quarterback and other people on the team?
0: Man, um, quarterbacks are what, you know, are the face of the, of the league. Yeah. You know,
2: they drive the fans probably driving. It's, it's a lot almost of the money. like the front man of
1: like a band. It's like, the, yeah. like the band might be five people, but the singer yeah. is the one that usually yeah. gets all the, attention. it's the face, yeah. it's
0: the face, you know, um, as far as their contribution, yes, they do make a bigger contribution. Is it, what the pay gap is, maybe, maybe even more. I don't know. Cause when you look at the fans, you look at the stands, what are the jerseys you're going to see? You're going to see the quarterbacks, right? You know, we have rules that protect the quarterback. You can barely even touch these guys now. Mm -hmm. Right. And so they can play these, you know, 15, 16 year careers, right. Cause their bodies are fine. Right. Things like that. And they're so rare to find that can play at a really high level. That's why they're in such a high demand. And so that also drives up the price, right? Because if you can find a good one, having a good right. one gives you a chance to win a championship yeah. and not which is really hard to find one is you're not you don't have a chance you have so no is chance. that how
1: tom brady was able to have such a long career yeah
0: absolutely okay. um i mean you got to have some toughness and all that stuff right. that comes with that but um you know and he, i mean obviously the success that he's having right keeps you motivated even mm-hmm. at a higher higher point and so um but yeah he's he's the goat right he's been able to yeah. s- stay at the highest level for longer than anybody so how much of that then is just like
1: branding and like selling tickets like as far to have as, a good quarterback, let's yeah, say like you bring, okay, you pay him fifty, but like they'll bring in two hundred million in like extra ticket sales.
0: Yeah, if you move right, Tom Brady from right New England over to right over to Tampa Bay, yeah. and now everyone's got Brady jerseys. Right. Now everyone's coming to watch Tom. It's like it's not as big as like in basketball where where people follow like LeBron wherever he's at. We love LeBron, right? And it's it's not like that. But what quarterbacks it is. Right, quarterbacks they follow them. Like if I go somewhere, sure, I'll have fans that want to follow, but it's not as as impactful as a quarterback bringing them to a new team as far as right the fan engagement. Does
1: does their social media affect? Uh, the amount that they could charge, like let's say hypothetically you had like 10 million followers between like hmm. Instagram and TikTok, <laughs> do you think that you'd have more leverage because you can show them like I got all these no. fans and all no. these people follow me? No, you don't they, think that they, would that would sell more tickets. They though. do not. So here's no. how it could help
0: you though. It could help you because that you're probably getting more hype in the media then, yeah. and so you're probably getting hyped up maybe more than you should be. Um, which I mean, I, everyone sees the media and what's going on in like Sports Center in our world anyway. Mm. Um, everyone knows what's going on in the space. But the thing is it. The teams only care about production. They care about, right, they have a salary cap. They have to pay out all this money. What's the best way to do that? They don't care about the following. I don't care about anything, any of that stuff, you know. But us as players, we do because that's mm-hmm. how we can make more opportunities for ourselves off the field, yeah. right? And so, but during the – no, these, these teams don't care about that stuff, no. Got do right. you
2: think it's better to be underrated or overrated
0: ooh, as a professional athlete? Ooh, that's a great question. Yeah. Um. I would say underrated, (laughs) because that means you're exceeding right expectations. If you're overrated, then you're you know probably seen in a negative light, Mm -hmm. of you know underperforming what the expectation is, and you know there's just like it's not necessarily like cancel culture, but you kind of just fall off. I feel like if you're if you're underrated, right, you just start becoming just the trash can that everyone's like, oh, this person should have been doing this, and now you can't get the money you were trying to get, you can't get endorsements you were trying to get, and you kind of get not necessarily blacklisted, but it's like It's like, okay, now people, it's like, who's going to touch this person? Who's going to sign this person? Which, you know, what are they going to sign them for? When they were getting this, they think they should be getting this, but they're actually not playing at that level. Um, And so definitely underrated. Hmm. What's the average retirement year for people in the NFL? It's like three years. That's it. Three years. So I would be 21, done at 24 if I was the average. Yeah. It's amazing to me.
1: Sometimes I'll look up the players to see, and they're all like 21, 22 years old. 21 years old I was in. Wild to see, even with yeah. hockey, it was yeah. just like just how young a lot of the players are. And by the time you
0: hit thirty, it's like you're very old. few people you are, are thirty. Are yeah, old at yeah. thirty. If you're thirty years old, you're an old man in the locker room. So like weird. I'm, I'm twenty seven. Yeah. I'll be twenty eight going into this next year. I'm old man. Yeah, you know, as far as right, as far as the age gap, right? Because you get to the people that's like, oh, these guys have families and things like that. I just came out of came out of college. Right, I'm not thinking about anything about a family yeah. right now. I'm just trying to right get myself uh, established. And yeah. so, the thing is when you get older guys it kind of it kind of shocks the younger guys too because you get like this draft class and young class that comes Mm -hmm. in and especially the draft class like and they have these expectations that they're going to do all these things because they're drafted and you know they're drafted so they're probably one of the better players which could be true or could not be but then you get next to a guy that's been doing it for five years and just the knowledge alone right is night and day different and it's like well you start to get humbled a little bit. You're like, oh, wow, this guy, okay. Mm-hmm. Like, they actually do a lot of football here. This guy, there's a reason this guy's been here five, six years, you know, and I just got here. So you, they find out real quick there's a ton of learning that they have to do yeah. just as far as all how. All, how it all works. Yeah.
1: How much ego comes in with that? Like that they're brand new. They're 21, 22 years old. They got to feel like they're on the top of the world. Oh, right? for sure. Yeah. For
0: sure. And especially, you know, for the first like couple of weeks when yeah. it's just the rookies, there's no vets <laughs> around. And then like, you're like the guy for the moment. Right. I remember like I, that was me. That was me because um, I was the only running back rookie. I wasn't drafted, but I was the only running back. So when we did our rookie camp, right, it was just me. I was the number one guy. I was kind of like the guy because they had signed me, stuff like that. And then I became sixth string. And so I went from like, yeah, yeah. and then I was like, oh, shoot, like, wait a minute. Like, I got a lot more proven to do. And so you get humble real quick. Yeah. And uh, I wasn't like on a high, like, oh, I'm the man <laughs> or anything like that. Like, I still sure. have my mindset to go and grow and I had to approve everything. But um, it... it Becomes real for you real quick. Right.
1: Now, what what differences have you noticed physically between 21 and today?
0: Yeah. Ooh, good like question. How, how
1: does does that slow you down, or do you feel like you just improve on what you're already doing? And like mentally, you might have more like strategy and experience. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Like- so I I feel like just with my experience, I've become more efficient. Right, mm-hmm. just less wasted movement. Um, am I as fast as I was my rookie year? Probably not. Um, just because we're just straight training, less mileage, right? Six years later, you know, of just playing this sport is, is damaging to the body. But why have I gotten better every single year? Well, it's I've gotten more efficient, I've gotten smarter, right? I, I make less mistakes. Right. And making less mistakes is sometimes, I would say, a lot of times better than, right, having, you know, a young guy that, you know, has good potential and mm-hmm. put him out there, but he's going to make more mistakes if we put him out there, right? Um, and that's one of the biggest things that you can get on the field is making sure that you make the least amount of mistakes, right? Because coach has to be able to trust because we we're the last line of defense for the guy standing next to us who's a quarterback, right? It's like O line and then it's us that we're blocking for this guy if we're throwing the ball. For running the ball, it's just on you. You got to make sure you're doing the right things. And that's why I think I've gotten better too, is just if being efficient, mm-hmm. right? And so, I think you can see that in society too, where it's like you get young people that write or, and they should be, I feel like, right? Be just like more energetic, right? Going out and trying new things, doing that stuff. But, right, you learn. You're learning. You're touching the stove here. Ow, ow, ow. And yeah. like, okay, let me try this, right? And then you start to get more efficient. You start to get smarter. You start to connect more. So you start to be able to get more progress done because you're doing it in a way that's efficient and actually makes progress. And so me in my career right now, I've been playing six years. I feel like the reason I'm able to stay at the top of my game, even though I'm, I'm 27, which, like I said, I still have a whole, I think another decade will take it year by mm. year, but, um, it's cause I'm efficient. Yeah. Right, I just, I just, I know what to do. I'm in the right spot, the right time. I pick up the right people, right. I make the right steps and get it done.
2: What is a average day look like in a home game for you
0: in a home game? Um, so like I said, we stay at the hotel the night before and That that's night and day. That's I love that because you just get away from everything I get away from everything in my house. I am NOT around my computer if I'm around my computer I'm probably working. I'm looking emails. I'm calling people. I'm, you know doing stuff and so I get to really just disconnect Um, so we'll show up the night before We have like a team meeting at seven um, that night before and then you know, just hanging out watching like the Sunday night football game or the Uh, maybe I mean never mind there's no Sunday night football Uh, the college games um, on Saturday watching those wrap up and then go to bed wake up right wake up and then
2: what time you usually go to bed what time you wake up
0: probably go to bed at like 11 Mm -hmm. Um, that's just what time I usually go to bed and I'll probably wake up I don't know 7 30 and so go downstairs get breakfast and then we have to be over to the to the stadium at 11 o'clock and then we'll have like Two hours of like preparation as far as like warm up, get the body right, get the equipment right, all that stuff. Pictures, right, warm up little lines, stuff like that, and then play at one.
2: Play at one. The game ends. What happens play after play
0: at the one. Game? We get done at like four o'clock, four thirty. Um, and so we'll go in, do a little recap after the game, right? You know, depending on how the game went, we sucked. We got to get better back to work or, you know, hey, victory Monday, which means we get Monday off if mm-hmm. we did well, you know. Well. Um, so it, it's very emotional all the time, uh, depending on if you win or lose. If you win, everyone's great. If you lose, you also, right? That's the mentality, like, we got to get better, you know. How
1: does it, how does it feel to lose it's the game? It's like, terrible. What runs through your mind? It's terrible. The whole team feels like what if one person kind of lost the game how oh, does that, that I mean yeah. does that ever happen like or so, like a few points away I,
0: if, if that happens yeah. then I feel like it's not as bad because like okay if one person made a mistake at the end like we at least we had a chance but if yeah. we just get blown out like you just like for us for instance our last game I don't even know if you saw our last game but yeah. we were in the playoffs we were playing Jacksonville Jaguars we were up 27 to 0 wow we were up 27 to zero and we lost the game. What happened? I, I wish I could tell you. Uh, well, we had all the momentum going in the first half. We're up 27 to zero. I think they scored like a three pointer or they kick a field goal at the end. So it was like 27 to three coming out of halftime. And we come out and then it's just mistake here, mistake there. They took advantage, mistake here. And it just kept repeating, 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 repeating. They got closer and closer and closer. And then. Um, we basically lost our consistency. We lost our flow. We made way too many mistakes in the second half that we didn't make in the first half and, uh, end up losing the game. Yeah. And so yeah. after that, just the feeling is you just, you feel like there's something missing within you because you put so much, we put so much effort into this every week, and then yeah. it's not just us that depends on us winning, right, like, especially me, when I'm holding the ball, it's not just me that depends on me holding the ball, right, it's the whole, it's the whole, all my teammates, it's all the coaches that have been preparing, it's our ownership, right, that runs the organization, keeps us going, it's all of our fans, all my fantasy owners, owners, right, there's So many people that rely on me doing good things with that ball. And so when you when you don't, it just it's a hole within you that you feel like something's lost from you. And it takes you days. Well, It takes me days to try to feel that where I can actually feel like, okay, I can start moving forward again. Um, And so I, I take it personally, mainly for myself. But I do know that, you know, there's a lot of things riding on my shoulders for other people.
1: Do you feel like maybe sometimes in the beginning when you have such a big lead, you're, you get complacent? For sure. And it's like, that oh, happens, and yeah. We, yeah. It's human nature. To take it easy. Oh, we got plenty of wiggle room now. Human nature. Yeah. Do you, you believe in you-
2: momentum in games?
0: Yes. Yes. Um, it's kind of like that complacency, right? I think that plays into that where it's like, we we do everything we cannot we can to not get complacent right we go in halftime hey zero zero like that, that's that's the mentality we're coming out zero zero we got to go play a game yeah. right and um for whatever reason i don't know if it's a subconscious level like i can't really explain it but there's definitely a momentum where things are going well for you and you keep going and there's a vibe and you feel it throughout the stadium even if it's home or away if it's away then the stadium's quiet if it's home everyone's rocking energy you feel it it's it's right it's It's uh, contagious, right, through the coaches, through the fans, through the players. And so there is some type of momentum where you're in a you're in a uh, like a a mojo, right, where you're just going and it's things are clicking. Um, There's also the opposite, you know, where I've gotten beat, you know, 40 to 7, where it's like we couldn't get anything going. I know we're not this bad, but I don't know what's happening, but we just anything we try is not working. So, yeah. Yeah, for sure.
2: So what happens then after the recap? That's 4 or 5 p.m. Yep,
0: 4 or 5 p.m., recap, what's happened, all right, let's get a break, boom, we got five minutes, bunch of media come in. That's when the media comes media in. Media swarm in the locker room, right, wants oh. to know what happened, or congratulations, tell me about that catch, you know, they want to know the best, and they want to know the worst, and they're going to go to the people that were involved in those plays, um, and so.
2: And what's your incentive to talk to the media?
0: You don't have to talk to the media, you have to be available, you don't have to talk to them though. And so, so
2: a lot of, you have to be available.
0: You have, you As have per contract. Yes. Per contract, you have to be available to media. You okay. do not have to talk to them though.
1: Right. What does that mean though? Like they can so, put a mic in your you face. You can't just
0: leave. You know, right. You so can't ditch. for example, perfect example, there's a guy, he's a running back. His name is Marshawn Lynch and his response to anyone in media cause he didn't want to talk to him was, I'm just here so I don't get fined. And he would just literally just repeat that over really? and over and over and over again. <laughs> I'm just here so I don't get fined. And he did that for years, and that was his response. <laughs> and he would, all, and so it's funny that the media can pull you to the podium if yeah. they're like, "Hey, we want to see." They would always pull Marshawn to the podium yeah. to and get that clip, and they would every single time. <laughs> I, I'm just here, so they I don't get fined. Yeah, it's there, it has got to be catchphrase right, after it, a while. It, 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 it like turned into a game for the media. They're like, oh, "Let's see if we can get him," you know, because every once in a while yeah. you might get him to like say something, but yeah. it was rare. Wow. And so, couldn't you just use it to promote something? Like, so yeah, the game was awesome, but no, yeah, it's awesome. I'm just it's shout my out my app, new, my I'm new merch company. All yeah. experience. Yeah. QR codes everywhere, yeah. and you know, know like you should, <laughs> you
3: should, you should sell a uh, uh, shout out on the media from your experience. <laughs> that would
0: be good. <laughs> right, right, That would right. be good. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, media, yeah. if you want to interview, tap into experience. Yeah. Ten minute yeah. interviews, hundred bucks. You could also you could go to IcedCoffeeHour
1: dot club because, shout out the club because dot com was taken. That's why. Yeah, you know what?
3: You could also get Lexar SD cards, Austin. They're they're. He prospect. uses Lexar. They, they pay him what? for that.
1: They're yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, that's a that's a paid uh promotion. Paid promotion. Oh yeah, I
3: there. have to, to disclose that's a paid promotion. Uh, yeah. okay, but, yeah. but oh there it is. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's but cool. I do
1: have to say they're pretty good. They're okay, pretty good. Okay. Yeah, that, that's what we use now. Yeah, okay. So really wait, good. what is it? Lexar, it's memory it's, yeah. storage. Yeah, I'm not paid to say that. No. Alex is. No, I just genuinely like the product. That okay, okay. That's that's the There you go. There you go. That's yeah. a good product. Hey, you got to respect a good product. Good. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to. I have to ask you. So you you said you know parties with celebrities and stuff. This is more of a fun question. Um, you know, don't feel like you're showing off here, but who who's like the biggest flex that you have in your phone? Like the 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 biggest contact. Ooh.
0: Like I, I want to know the biggest contact. So I did some stuff with Kevin Hart. Um, Went on as cold as balls. And so, yeah, 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 yeah. that was, that was pretty epic, man. And so as far as contacts, that's, that's my biggest contact. I mean, it's pretty big.
1: How often do you call them? No, was? I,
0: that was a one-time thing. I haven't hit him up yet because he, <laughs> he was talking to me. We were talking about my story and everything yeah. like that. And he was—he has like an audiobook company. He thought it'd, it'd be interesting to maybe talk about, you know, right, like some something in the literature space. And so uh, that's how we got connected, just on a deeper okay. level. And so that's the only thing we have ever guys talked don't about. Text ever? No, no. Have no, you no. No. ever
1: thought about like a good, you know, like a good morning text?
0: Like, <laughs> hey, hey, good morning. I hope you have a I've, good day, I've, brother. Happy
1: birthday. <laughs> just thinking of you. Like, no.
0: <laughs> uh, look, I don't want to over step right I want to make sure if I'm yeah. coming to him I'm coming to him with something that's that's relevant and isn't I know he's a busy man yeah I feel um, like
1: there's a good middle ground though because if you, if you just go years without texting that is then true. The random out of the blue is weird that is true it's yeah. like oh you've been thinking about this for a while but yeah. if it's like every few months it was yeah it's
0: so like we did the thing a couple oriented. months ago yeah yeah, yeah. Okay, so it's about, about time out. that yeah. you probably it might yeah it's time I, I got to of my hey Kevin yeah let me know if you talked about a
2: show or something and it comes up you know you can send him a photo of reference the
1: conversation yeah I would do that for the app yeah is there any Anyone else besides Kevin Hart?
0: Like, Who else? That's, um, pretty, that's pretty cool. I mean, there's a, like, I know Ludwig. Do you know him? Um, he's a YouTuber. Oh, oh the Ludwig? Yeah. Ludwig, yeah, 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 yeah. we, yeah, we did a podcast. video. Oh, you had him yeah, on? Yeah, yeah that's on what's up. Yeah. That's yeah. what's up. So, yeah, yeah, yeah Ludwig. Great. Can you get
3: in contact with uh, with, with Tom?
0: Uh, Tom Brady <laughs> I'm, Yeah I mean the, Pretty much anyone in the NFL Is like one call away Gotcha, gotcha You know okay. Like that's we're, I mean yeah. I have We to all know each other You know, thinking, yeah. Especially yeah. Our guys, the guys That have been playing Like I've been playing six years And so like The guys that have been playing a while Like we all Like like one call away that's cool. Let's get really connected And you guys know Right You yeah. guys have a platform You guys have built this up For yourself Like people are interested in People that are doing things that are impactful, and mm-hmm. so a lot of people that you have are able. You're able to get a, a contact with these yeah, people, or you know? the people who watch.
1: Now, I do want to say we got to say hi to Jeff.
0: Oh
2: yeah, oh, hi, who is Jeff? Jeff? Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos. Oh, what's up, Our Jeff? Buddy, Jeff Bezos. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's yeah. a huge fan. Yeah, okay. okay. So get this. So we had
1: uh, yeah. Sawhill Bloom on the podcast. Eight hours later, Jeff Bezos followed him on Twitter. Can't be a coincidence, right? Eight hours. Wait, wait, no, it Could wait, never wait, eight be eight a coincidence. Was this a, was this a
0: blue check, Jeff Bezos? Yes. The so one that was the Jeff, the, you know, yeah. the Jeff Bezos. He's only yeah. following a fifteen dollars subscription, Jeff Bezos, no, or the, real, the actual the one? real actual wow, Jeff okay, Bezos. Okay. He's okay. only
1: following one hundred and ninety three people. Wow. And our podcast guest was one of them after being on the podcast.
2: Our podcast yes. That's <laughs> all he <Our> is <laughs> Yeah he is our
3: podcast guest. That's what that he's is known as you our are yes. now Is yes. our podcast now, so, Some you. people Thanks may say If you really watch the podcast He'd already be following us But you know Obviously The guest was more interesting
1: now, Than us so But I mean. here's the thing He could be commenting Or watching under Like a burner account like, we yeah. Yeah. Wanna, probably, probably, yeah probably yeah. We, we know you're out there like, Jeff Yeah yeah First Or like one of the comments
0: First Jack looks stupid today Come on man
1: He's commenting Jack is so lazy <laughs> He just listened to Graham yeah. You think Jeff like
3: the
2: <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So he followed uh, Sahil after yeah. you know Sahil was on the podcast, Okay. and uh, people were speculating on Twitter. By people, I mean like a couple tweets. Okay, we're speculating okay. like, oh, I'm you right know, right. Could it could be something with the Ice. <laughs> yeah. coffee. Yeah, yeah. I,
1: I don't think it's it's not a coincidence because he wasn't tweeting like much before that, so it's well, not like. Graham, a tweet he does viral. not
2: watch the Ice Coffee Hour. Jeff Bezos. What, the, How the do you You
1: don't <laughs> because because you we don't? titled it like. The billionaire, the billionaire formula to getting rich in 2023. <laughs> yeah. and and he Jeff's might, like, he that might be, <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, he might be looking into that. Who's this guy? And <laughs> how do I become
3: more wealthy? <laughs> to Jeff Bezos, the billionaire formula. <laughs> right. He could yes. be like, how do I get rich? He's like he targeting
1: demographic tips, for you know? that title. Yes, right exactly, there. exactly.
0: I'm just saying. That I think. made for like six people.
2: If there's the 0.001% chance that that was actually what happened, I think it's probably someone that knows Jeff that was like, hey, this is a really insightful episode. But why would Jeff care, you know, about? Yeah this guy you never know ice bathes every morning you never know. before yet yes
3: yeah. feel free to say no no pressure if we could do a TikTok, where you let me try to tackle you one time oh <laughs> what do you what do you say <laughs> you know what as a matter of fact oh, but we, you're
0: gonna have to sign a waiver no, so. we'll sta-
3: no no we'll stage it we'll stage it i'll go down the middle you jump over me
0: i can do that go yeah
3: viral. you think you could jump over him
0: if he's yeah, yeah. if he's well, going if, if he's
3: diving, going to tackle me, if I'm, me, I'm yeah, diving yeah, yeah. down and smashing into the ground, Jack. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. We have the ground. park
1: here. I mean, someone's gonna get hurt though. Can't <laughs> be on this. No, property. no, no. I'll <laughs> jump over Graham
2: yeah.
3: and you jump over
1: Alex. Wow. All we'll right, make let's that happen. Do it. Let's Vi- talking about viral Just clips. Just watch that be know? the one time where it's like you dislocate something. And what like... happened to Austin? What was he making a TikTok? <laughs> making a TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> the ice coffee hour went
2: terribly
0: wrong and he's uh, oh, you know, no. recovering for oh, the next no. year. That's a, that, that would be bad. I would feel so Yeah, bad. bad timing. Bad timing on that one. especially. You yeah.
1: must have insurance on like a lot of these. Well, things, so right? like, how does that work
0: for? I mean, for us in the NFL. Yeah. yeah. Oh. We come with a lot of injuries. So, yeah, our insurance is, is pretty good. Yeah.
1: But, <laughs> but can it be insurance that covers like loss of wages if it's like you dislocate? So something? does that work like that or no? You can
0: get insurance to, yes, cover loss of wages, but not necessarily for non football injuries. Right. So this. Way. So we just need to get a phone, so phone call. Or something. <laughs> basically, we're a giant liability during during the uh, off season. Oh yeah, my yeah. Gosh. To ourselves, even Jeez. you know, because if you get hurt, like we had a guy, we had a guy. It was last year, two years ago. Um, he was, I think, he was one of the center, or like a guard for a team, and tore his Achilles, and his team. They didn't pay him his ten million dollars salary.
3: Oh my god! Non
0: football injury because so, he he was training. Wow. He was training for football, but just at a different facility. He wasn't. If you train at the wow. actual team's facility, then you're within the liability. Then it's a football activity. But since we're outside the facility, yeah. So
2: do you not like if your buddies are like, hey, let's go play some basketball? Like, no, I'm not playing basketball.
0: There's a lot of guys that play basketball, do the stuff like that. You will not play tennis. No pickleball. Nah, Ping nah, Kong
2: maybe. Know. It's not worth it. No,
0: right? man, because. Like, <laughs> Make 6.2 million, right? Be healthy, get to that, right? Or risk, right? Going too hard, you know? It's not like I'm not doing anything. Right, you'll do it
2: at the facility because it's insured
0: there. I'm just saying, if it's like in moderation (laughs) and we're not going like exerting like 100% effort and all that stuff, then then yeah, I'll I'll do it. You know, do some things. I'll go do some like some boat sports like where we're, we're doing like that surfing behind the boat and stuff like that you oh, know, have, you ever, have you ever done yeah, yeah wake yeah. surfing yeah, yeah yeah yeah. so like there's stuff but i'm not doing anything like extreme or anything there's guys that play basketball though um just me i'm just like ah i'm good i'm good
1: yeah i'd be the same way I yeah it's not it's worth
0: good. it man yeah. if the only thing i really risk is is the actual training right like that's where i put the most risk but i have to because i have to be in shape
1: yeah yeah the juice is not worth the squeeze, Jack. As Grant <laughs> says, that's his that's, favorite that's saying. Every, all saying. Time. Every episode, yeah. i got to say that one time. There yeah, you exactly. go. Check, check
2: that box. There it yeah. is. There it is. So cool. thank you so much for coming on, Austin. Man. This yeah. has been incredible.
0: Appreciate it. Appreciate a great it. guest. Thank Appreciate you. It. Hey, anytime, boys. Anytime. For sure. Thanks. I'll link
1: to uh, all of your info in the description, by oh, the yeah. way. And if you want to uh, check
2: me out on Instagram, yeah. that's <laughs> also the you, can, you can find me on the app. Okay? Also, okay. The I'll be there you, go. There you go. club there
1: pay you go. For down there as well. Because so was taken. Yeah. So thank you guys. Until so, next time. All right. Okay.
0: Do you say because dot was taken every time?